Hello and welcome. Uh, welcome back to Another Dead Pixel, a podcast where the two of us losers here, we like to pretend like we know what we're talking about, and we'll explain to you about a bunch of things that we think we're right, and you'll all disagree with us. I'm your host today uh, for episode six. Uh, my name is Joe, and with me, my co-host, my companion, uh, the former uh, heavyweight, you know, luchador champion in his youth, El Bebe Tigre. You go out on your back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as you do. Uh, or out on top, one of the two. No, no, that's that's an old saying in wrestling, is that you, you go out on your back. Like, you're not allowed to to retire like the champion like like um, like nobody in the like the modern era gets to do that everybody everybody loses their last their last match well is that the modern era of the ww um or is that because i don't know how the uh, libre circuit works anymore uh well that would that be obvi- pretty interesting I, back I, in the day that would obviously be like the the wwe wwf type thing um it's just who you pay out that's all man just pay vince mcmahon and your win yeah I mean. yeah you can't i don't think you can pay him enough because because <laughs> if you i mean it makes it makes sense when you think about it because it's like well if somebody goes out the champ then it really hurts the ratings for a long time because it's like well you know, there it's like a soap opera. There has to be some kind of drama. Oh, and if you get the Rocky Five situation, where there's always one person who's always you know who went out on top, and you're like, no, you know, like no matter how good the new guy is, uh, they'll always be compared to this old legend. And so, yeah, it's, you have to fight. Then you, the young guy has to fight the legend. Yeah, and people and who, are, who are watching are going to be like, well, the champion just left. He just retired. So like, we're just stuck with watching all of these losers. You always want to be watching the newest champion. That's what I think anyway, but that's, that's, that's the saying in wrestling is you always go out on your back. All right. Um, Well, (laughs) on on that words of wisdom. (laughs) All right. Today is, uh, we're now recording on uh, December 4th and uh, it's been a while since we have all been back. So uh, since then, we've had Thanksgiving. Uh, how was your holiday weekend? Pretty good. Spent it with my my dad, my stepmom, who live not too far from here. So it's pretty nice. I made uh, I made some uh, sweet potato casserole. Um, nice. I actually I also had a friendsgiving too, which is pretty cool. Um, so I got to do a dry run of my sweet potato casserole, and then I got to do it again for the actual Thanksgiving. Um, Lots of, lots of delicious food. Unfortunately, the Cowboys lost, so that sucks. Um, yeah, it's okay. No yeah. one cares. Uh, yeah, everyone cares because <laughs> the Cowboys are America's team. I'll have you know. They were America's team in the early nineties. They're always they America's cool. team <laughs> since time immemorial. Moses rooted for the Cowboys. Man, no, it's no, no. The 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 Dallas cheerleaders are America's team, but that's about it. I mean, that's the only thing. <laughs> they that's, are America's know, sweethearts. I'll give, <laughs> I'll give you that. Yeah, they they had the in the middle of the Cowboys game. They they had, you know, they had uh, some country singer that I can't think of the name of, uh, come out and play, and then they had like all the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders there, like doing their thing, and they're very talented. I'll I'll, I'll give them that. They're extremely talented how about you how is how is your thanksgiving oh man a long and arduous one um so 
uh, my my current kid or the first kid now <laughs> because so got sick um, at daycare a week like a couple weeks back and then got over was starting to get better but had a weird like rash because of it like these little bumps and stuff and we're like he's not contagious is he he's like yeah he's probably fine it's like yeah it's like <laughs> his doctor gave a note of being like he's all clear i'm like sweet and then the next week he went back into daycare and he had the note and everything everything's fine they comes and then he starts forming this wicked cough and, and i'm like uh i'm like dude he's gotten it's called croup i think it's called um it's essentially the kid's version of a cold and I'm like, yeah, and the doctor is like, okay, this isn't related to the first thing. He just happened to have bad luck and got sick at daycare again. Wait, it's and I'm co- like, wait, a kid's cold is called what? It's croup. Uh, it's like croup. C R O U P. Huh. Okay. I've never heard um, of that. It's it's well, it seems to be that uh, that's at least what they, they don't call it that. The doctors never called it a cold. He's caught it a couple times. Essentially, it's um, I think it's the forming of the throat. Uh, there's like it's you know when you get that like. Uh, phlegm layer or something like that and it causes like a barking cough so a much more harsh uh cough or sometimes when you intake it air he'll be like it'll be like um it sounds really bad but it's like a, you know um like kind of a graveliness to it and so he got all that right before thanksgiving um and then we had i had myself a, a kid so yay new life um you, you so had another had, child yeah, so I have a second child. Um, Congratulations. So, yeah, the first child doesn't really, like, he's still too young to really comprehend that there's a new person in this. So he's just like, no, I'm just going to go out full speed still. I'm not going to slow down for nothing. That's for oh, the yeah, best, Oh, yeah, by the way, I'm though. really sick. So <laughs> I think that's for the best, though. Like, it's, I don't, I don't think you want, like, a four-year-old or even a three-year-old who's kind of aware of what's going on. And then to see the new kid come in, I think it's probably probably better for his psyche if it's like, I don't really know what's going on. Oh, there's a kid here. I was were they always here? I guess so. You know. Yeah, object permanence. It's it's a fun thing. Uh, yeah. He's just like he just looked over. He's like, what's that? Okay, whatever. All right, back to back to my uh, back to my TV or something. He just didn't care. So I was like, okay, that's cool. Uh, I was like, I was afraid he's just gonna look at him and be like smack, you know, like assert dominance or something. But no, he he just he's he's cool with it. Uh, that's great, Joe. I'm, I'm really glad. I'm really glad you got down on a kid. That's that's really amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, we're having a, you know, it's exciting, um, super super exciting and uh, super tiring. But because um, my first one was sick. I've been mostly like, all right, obviously um, my wife has to spend time with the, the newborn and we're spending, t- so I'm taking care of the older one. And that means I'm also quarantining them kind of kind of like we're keeping them in the same living room, but we're making sure they don't touch each other too much because I um, don't want to risk, uh, you know, the newborn getting sick, but, and I'm also sleeping uh, differently. I'm sleeping uh, with my eldest in a different room because uh, he's still, uh, he's still too young to necessarily um, be, but you know, he's still in a crib and whatnot. So right. uh, he wakes up and he he wants, you know, like he he needs somebody or something. So I'm there, which means then I got sick, like stupid sick. And that's what, if you're hearing maybe more nasally or uh, raspy, that's because of me just getting over it now. Uh, you just sound more manly call. to me. Well, I <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I it wasn't. I blew my. This reminds me because I blew my voice out in um or in Japan once. That's right. Uh, we were doing a goodbye party for a friend, 
and it was on a Friday night. We did karaoke at a bar. Um, it was actually one of the few places I actually had a, it was a Western run place. So they had a in bar karaoke. Yeah. I didn't think we sang that loud. Next morning, my voice was straight up gone. Like <laughs> you could have just stabbed me and I would have not made a noise. Uh, it was just straight up gone. Uh, so then Sunday rolls around and my voice is, uh, you know, I was I might as well have been smoking packs of cigars a day for like 20 years because I'm not be able to speak. It was terrible. Well, you know, uh, so, when you when you blast no, no. the let the bodies hit the floor and you're <laughs> and you're pretty drunk, you're not going to realize that you're screaming at the top of your lungs. Uh, and then what happened was uh, Monday I had a class. My Monday morning class is with these older women, all grandmothers, essentially, um, or at least uh easily like older than my mom and it was just funny because i come in this super deep and i'm just and i'm like i'm trying to speak to them and i'm having this coffee shop class with them so i'm just talking with them for like they pay me just to talk with them for an hour and give me coffee and a breakfast i'm like sure that works and they're like ah oh, uh joe your, your voice uh has that's a sexy. I'm like, no, no, I do not need to hear you say that. <laughs> I don't, I don't need that kind of boner. <laughs> I don't need that boner. <laughs> it was just funny. I'm like, I'm like, why is, why is me sounding like I've been smoking all my life? A sexy voice. I don't know. Uh, so that was really funny. Uh, yeah, my voice was just like, I, it was one of those weird ones because usually I know when I throw my voice out, you know, um, blaring run to the hills at the first song of the karaoke with uh, four other buddies uh, in Korea. You know, obviously the moment that song ended, I'm like, yeah, my voice is shot. And guess what? I still have another two hours of karaoke left in me. Um, <laughs> that's a commitment you make. Um, <laughs> you have to do that. Speaking of karaoke, I went to a, a friend's birthday party last night and, and she wanted uh, a karaoke party so she rented this like she rented two mics and a and a like a a boom box or whatever to, to run them through along with the with the ipad and we all just sang karaoke um haven't done that in a while it was just at her house it was uh it was an experience once again but it was but it was cool because we could just use youtube so like a lot of the pro problem with the karaoke in like japan was You'd go to a you go to a karaoke box and they would have like a song that was like the song that you it's wanted. It's the MIDI tone version. It's like the old cell phone, like when you had flip phones and you had to put the MIDI tone version of the song. So it's like it's it's almost it's almost you know it's like that sounds like um, the Imperial March, but it's not quite there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's some some something missing about it, but these were a little bit better. I think some of the songs were or a little bit or like shortened. Thankfully they were shortened, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was pretty interesting. I haven't ever met somebody who actually wanted to have a care, like who liked karaoke enough to want to have, um, that for their birthday party. Well, you just been hanging out with the wrong friends, um, <laughs> or, or the right ones until now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's one of those things that, uh, hey, if it's, if it's in the comfort of your own home, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I've never been one for the bar scene for karaoke, oh, but gosh. having yeah. karaoke booth, um, and having the shame of singing with your, uh, coworkers and, or friends, uh, that's always been a, uh, a team building exercise to say the least. Yeah. You've got to. <laughs> Yeah, like th there was one girl that was there that I uh, that I had never 
had never met before and her and her husband were like, they didn't let on at first, but we kind of figured out that they were people who like to do karaoke, like pretty often. And he was, he was okay. He was just kind of, he wasn't like a good singer really. He was just sort of in control of what he was doing. Um, but she was like, like she was like, Oh, you know, I'll get up there after a while. And some people sang and then like, finally she got up there and I forget what song she sang, but we were all like, we were all kind of laughing and carrying on until she started to sing. And then everyone just kind of shut up, not because it was bad, but because it was, she was like legitimately pretty good. I mean, not going to blow you away, but I was just like, Oh, you can, you can sing. Okay. (laughs) Like, yeah, right. It's it's one of the things that after years of karaoke, my singing hasn't gotten any better at all. <laughs> yeah, you got to take lessons and stuff like that. And even then, you just have a there's only so much that you're born with being able to do. No, I had I had these two friends in Japan. They love the Johnny's scene, which is Johnny's is the um the group uh company or whatever that uh sponsor a lot of the uh boy bands, I guess is the best oh, way to put okay. it. Um, so your, um, uh, was it, um, your snap, um, uh, V8 or V8, V6, I forget one of those, um, the, um, a lot of, you know, Johnny's controls a lot of these smaller groups and they're all mostly targeted, uh, as all male groups towards women, uh, Tokyo, which I actually generally like Tokyo, um, and things like that. They end up so they were big fans of uh, that whole company and they would go to, they were one of the few uh, Americans who would go to these, uh, try to go to these concerts. And they had a few people that they really like, they'd always try to see their concerts specifically. Uh, one could, one thought they could sing really well. And so whenever we went to karaoke, they would try, they would be belting and they thought they did really well. And we're like, you always do the polite thing in, in Japan. doesn't matter how bad you sing. Everyone claps and smiles. And I'm like, yeah, you know, um, yeah, exactly. Uh, the other one could actually sing. Um, and so when they let, uh, when one of them, uh, the one who couldn't sing eventually after a couple of years left. Uh, and then we're like, well, at least we're stuck with the one that can sing. And so we ended up going with karaoke and, you know, it's like, it was one of those things that I've heard enough of those Johnny songs to actually get them ingrained into my brain to a certain extent mm. um and so super drunk i couldn't necessarily remember like the 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 key words or the, the the whole song i would at least know the the chorus so i would be an accompaniment to the other one so i'd be like yeah all right she's as they're singing i would do the chorus bit in the background and i was able to do that confidently enough at being you know as drunk as i would be uh, because you'd go for free time which means you pay one flat rate and you can sing so long as no one needs the room, like there's not a, a queue, you can sing almost all night long. Nice. And then you also then pay for the uh, the beer and like the, the small liquor portion of free time. So you you know spend an extra 30 bucks or something and then you get all you can drink for that entire time. So sometimes you'd be drinking and singing till like, I don't know, four when they close. And then you're like, well, I got an extra hour before uh, the tr- first train starts. So I'm just going to chill outside a convenience store and... <laughs> keep my drink on and then take the first train home and then sleep the entire rest of that day Uh, that is some hard living right there i mean it's it's, good good to do it in your youth i don't know how much i could do it anymore well i wouldn't be able to with children obviously but 
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, my Thanksgiving mostly in a hospital. Um, <laughs> our, well, our, yeah. Our, uh, turkey dinner was uh, two. They actually had a special turkey dinner. Uh, it was two slices and gravy, uh, mashed potatoes, uh, pretzel roll. So it was actually not bad. I mean, hospital food gets a bad rap, uh, but the yeah. one we've gone to for both of our kids has uh, solid food. That's good. I actually really like it. Yeah. That's good. Your your in laws <laughs> came in right. Like uh, yeah. Uh, did did my, they not bring my anything? My in laws currently currently helping out um she's she'll be here till monday or tuesday she'll, okay. she'll be here till tuesday and then she's gonna she has some commitments that she has to do so i'm like you know what you're welcome back real quick just do that thing you got to do and come on back anytime <laughs> anytime we got two kids and you can have them <laughs> um, i mean you could take you could take the older one with you for a week come on i mean i know you a diaper changing sucks but yeah it's okay you get used to it so no, it's they're good. My mother-in-law has been uh, a fucking blessing. So so I, I'm I, super happy. I kind of had three Thanksgivings. I had a, a worksgiving. So our work put on a Thanksgiving, which was which was very nice of them. And then I and then I had friendsgiving, and then I had a regular family Thanksgiving. But at the worksgiving, um, one thing that happened is um, we were all gathered around, and there's this uh, w- 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 there was a coworker of mine who had procured a particular type of hot sauce and she had already had several of her closest workmates uh, try this hot sauce. So have you ever heard of the YouTube series Hot Ones? No. So there's a YouTube series called Hot Ones and they just try different hot sauces. And it has like, I think the video that this one's in is like 79 million views. It's ridiculous. Um, but it's this hot sauce called Da Bomb. Okay. Uh, and have you ever seen the meme of Shaquille O'Neal making that like, that like oh, face like that, where he's yeah. like that, you know, that face. So that meme comes from uh, the time that he was on Hot Ones and he put his like put his finger on just a little bit of it and like tasted it and that was like the face that he made because it was like so hot um so she so, so she had this hot sauce and a bunch of them were trying it um or had already tried it and some were going to try it and she was like hey nick do you want to try it and i was like no and I, and then i thought about it uh over the weekend um and and for a while and i was like you know what why did i why did I just say no? I should have, I should try that hot sauce. I think I have to try that hot sauce now. So on Monday, uh, I, I went over there to, to, to her cubicle and I was like, you got any of that hot sauce? And she was like, she was like, no, but, but, uh, but I, I could bring it tomorrow. So she brought it on Tuesday. So Tuesday I went back over there after lunch and, um, good God, dude. So, so what they'd been doing is they'd been putting it on a cracker and then eating the cracker. And I, uh, and so whenever I, whenever I went over there, they didn't have any crackers. So she was like, just go get a a plastic spoon. So I grabbed a plastic spoon and she put like two, so she put like two dime, uh, like two dimes stacked on top of each other. Like that's how much of this hot sauce that I got. Um, the fun, the thing is that when she when she put it on the spoon, at like a little bit more than she intended came out, and I could tell because she laughed. She was like, <laughs> like 
it. And I'm like holding the spoon out and she's like, all right, there you go. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like shaking. Like I'm like literally like pretty much like shaking. And she's like, okay. And I was like, okay. And I like, like turn the spoon upside down on my tongue, got it all and just swallowed it as fast as I could. Uh, and it burned, but it, but it started to really burn. Like, like even though it wasn't in my mouth anymore, it was just like, just like straight fire. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But instantly my stomach, my stomach said to me, what did you just do? It, my stomach was immediately like, no, 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 no. I felt like my belly just go like, I'm it, it, it. So somebody who had tried this, they had thrown up after they, after trying it. And I can totally see why, because it makes your stomach just, just hate you. It just hates you. Um, so by this time, a bunch of people had gathered around <laughs> to watch. <laughs> so I have like four or five people up from their desks gathered around and they're like, how do you feel, Nick? And I'm like, I think I'm okay. And they're like, it just gets worse. <laughs> And they were right. It does. It, it just yeah. builds and builds and builds. Um, so I just, so I had this thing of water, and I was just drinking water. But I could feel my stomach starting to act up pretty bad, and I was like, I think I'm going to go stand by the bathroom. <laughs> so I went to go stand by the bathroom, and then I remembered that I had some yogurt left over from lunch. So I went and got this yogurt, and I had a pretty good amount of it. And so I, I started to eat this yogurt and, uh, it really helped it. Um, it started to help pretty much immediately. Um, uh, the, the, my mouth, I wasn't so worried about. I mean, it was just kind of dealing with that, that pain, but it was my stomach and my stomach immediately began to be coated, I guess, in the yogurt and, uh, immediately began to settle. So, but it was probably like four or five hours before, I had no symptoms remaining of, uh, the hot sauce, but then I worked out that, that night. And, uh, as I was like, I was jogging on the treadmill and I, my stomach was just felt like, uh, like it just had, um, uh, like acid reflux, like really bad, just really bad heartburn. And I was was expecting you to be like, yeah. And I was jogging to and from the bathroom, you know, that's what I was expecting you to be. No, no, actually, uh, like everything, like everything, everything after that was fine. Um, but yeah. So I've never, I'm not sure like the, you know, people make, uh, I've tried doing the chicken wings uh, at a place that did the, uh, you know, sign the waiver. Um, it Ooh. was back in Madison. It was a place called Quaker steak and lube. Uh, okay. and they, yeah, they had like, I forget they had like a Tuesday, like wing night or something like that for like X amount, like 15 bucks, you get unlimited wings. And then for a for like a couple bucks, you can try their, their ghost, uh, ghost wing challenge. And I'm like, you know what? Sure. Why not? And so they sign you sign the stupid waiver, they give it to you. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, well, I'm eating. I'm like, all right, let me try it. And I tried it. I'm like, all right. Uh, we'll start eating it. I'm like, you know, it has a vinegary taste. It was really weird. I was like, all right, uh, this isn't really that bad. And then it's like the aftertaste and that's when it starts kicking in. And I was like, I'm like, all right. Yeah, this isn't, this isn't flavorful. This is just a chemical burn at this point. Pretty you much. Know, yeah. Just, yeah. I'm like, dude, this is, this is not pleasant. And I've, you know, I grew up eating a bunch of spicy stuff. So that really, 
you know, the splice level wasn't that as bad as I expected to be. But at the same time, like, no, you're just literally pushing the envelope to see how badly your body can react. And I'm like, dude, this isn't this isn't a good time. If at least if it tasted good, you know, I can see that. Like, oh yeah, this tastes really good, but also it makes you poop fire. I'm like, <laughs> all right, well, at least you have a at least you have one part that's good. You know, there's a there's a pleasure before the suffering. I mean, but no, there's this is like this didn't taste good and it just makes you sick. I'm yeah, like, all right. Like, I don't think you should do it more than once, but I think that I think that it's fun. To, it's fun to try things just to say, just to have the experience too, for sure. Yeah, but I, I was just kind of like, I'm not going to be the. I mean, there's a few people who do like never tried it, and it's fine. But I was just thinking, I'm gonna fucking try this because I need to make a statement. I need to make a statement to myself that I can, I can do it. I think everybody should do something like that at least once. Um, I'm that way so with you know. most foods in general. Yeah. Uh, I like you know if being in different countries, I like you try the weird stuff. I mean. You know, never you know, like I'm, it's one of those things that I would never go out of my way to be, you know, for the most part to be like, yeah, where's um, where's this kind of like uh, I was in China and buddy, I was with a buddy and they're like, yeah, you want to try a goat testicle? I'm like, sure. I'm in the middle of eating chicken kidneys right now. Anyways, uh, it's like, you know, hands hands me the skewer that was grilled over this charcoal in front of this you know tiny shop. That's looks like they're just coat hangers. Essentially is what the skewers were. These aluminum coat hangers. And they're like, yeah, here's your chicken kidneys. And then like, here's your goat testicle. And like, if you honestly, it was all ground up meat or like just kind of on there. I'm like, I wouldn't have been able to tell if you slipped that in. I'm like, this is really chewy, really fatty. And yeah, it's all right. You know, it's not, it's not like I'm chewing on a big old egg or something. So I've, yeah, I, I, I've, I've had some Rocky mountain oysters and I didn't eat, I didn't finish them. Cause it's just, the thought is just too, too much for me but i did i did try them and they're not they're not particularly anything that i feel like i need to try again yeah the only time i ever really felt weird was the first time i tried one of those iu fish um mm. in japan it's like they're small fish uh i would say you know like six inches you know roughly to a foot um but usually a little smaller than you know so then they cook it and you're supposed to eat it from like you know head to tail just eat it all um, and the, the first time I had one of them, I, I remember being, uh, I was at high school and it was my host family in Japan. I, I went ahead and put the head in my mouth, bit down and my, there was something, there was a disconnect in my brain. My brain went, mm, nope, can't do it. I'm like, you have a whole head in your mouth and you're about to start chewing on this thing. I'm like, and I had to push through it. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. Nope. This isn't my favorite, that's for sure. Um, you get accustomed to it after a while, but it was one of those things. I was my host family. I got to be polite, got to be good. Uh, yeah, all right, cool. I'm, I made it through it, powered it. Yeah, I'm like, all right, I'm done. Got to do it. And they're like, why did you eat the uh, head? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was funny because it was like, um, I made the joke with my host father because he liked guts, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, no, like. All right, I said all the bugs, all the things you know. Like if if you go fishing, you 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 know, like the bait you use that goes in its stomach, and then you're eating the stomach. So you're eating the thing you used as bait, you know. And he's just like, yeah, <laughs> he just thought about it for a second. Like you never thought about that. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's good enough like, for the fish, and I'm eating the fish. <laughs> like, so no, give me yeah. the fish meat is one thing, but you know, innards, the guts, the head. I'm like, yeah, that's not necessary. I, yeah. I need the, I need the protein, not the, not the iron man. I'm, I've got plenty of iron in my diet. 
the fish eye soup that was also pretty nasty um yeah. live squid or octopus um well you Whoa, never done that wiggly and stuff that's, yeah it's, that's kind of dangerous right like you have yeah, to eat it uh, a certain totally. you have to eat it uh, you know with like you have to eat it you have to have some, some uh, sesame oil on there so it's so it slides down because when i put it in my mouth it slapped the side of my mouth and i had to literally pry it off carry uh, like like i have some video of that so Dude. um no, that's uh, wow. yeah. That you know, people choke on that stuff because they like they stick on the inside. You're like, <clears throat> yeah, I need something to chase this down with, um, and then it's all cut up. So it's but it still has enough, you know, like uh, electrical signals to body. It still wiggles. Uh, okay. So because like they do that yeah. in old boy, right? Like he eats. He, oh, I think oh that's different though. He just takes the whole thing. And just yeah, that was nasty. <laughs> I feel yeah because it's I've still not, alive. But like I think that was one yeah. of the one of the things about that movie is that they filmed him really doing that. <laughs> Which is fucking badass. I mean, jeez. If you're gonna do it though, you may as well do it hardcore like that. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, speaking on the topic of food, uh, so you said you made those yams or something like that for your sweet potato your, casserole. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, so my wife ended up making um, what she calls uh, or I think what Reddit calls Christmas crack. Um, and what it is is it's uh, a, you have a a baking dish and you have like a layer of saltine crackers like more or less it's like a bunch of butter um some melted chocolate and i guess maybe some other things but it's, it's like you and you you end up baking it up so all the chocolate melts and it just becomes these little um kind of like peppermint bark type of it's a brittle cracker chocolate dish uh and oh, it's yeah. addictive as all hell so yeah christmas crack she made a bunch of that she also made her variant she made a variant with um in, uh was it peanut butter uh chips she so she did peanut butter chips and then she did another one where it was instead of uh saltines she did uh graham crackers chocolate and then she did uh she melted marshmallows on top so she made her a little s'more version okay uh and it turned out really well and also super bad for you and you feel guilty as shit when you're eating them like yeah i can't be eating these but here i am eating them by the it's fistful fine uh, it's fine so um yeah so that was uh that's been a, a bit on that end for the holidays. But speaking of the holidays, the um, the other important part, Black Friday. Uh, how have you survived the Black Friday? Oh, I did okay. Or Cyber Monday. Yeah. I was really close to buying a bunch of different stuff. And um, I ended up just getting uh, Tales of Arise. So I'll be playing that at some point in the future, I hope. Um, well, I got that and I got Sekiro. So I've been playing that a little bit, but... Not enough to talk about it yet. Um, and uh, yeah, I I've got to like I've got to cut down on on my spending in general. So I've got Christmas gifts, you know, lined up. Uh, but besides that, I was just like, I don't have I I have a manageable amount of credit card debt, but I want to get it paid down. So I'm just like I'm just I, I just got what I know I'm going to use in the near future. Um, and for the next few months, I'm just going to be working on getting that credit card debt down and saving for other stuff and probably for uh, Black Friday next year. But yeah. All right. How about you? Um, I pretty much got away unscathed for the most part. Uh, buying a bunch of necessities for the, you know, for the house now. So now that my kids are going to have my kid uh, eldest in a different room, I bought myself like little ways um 
you know, home security camera thing. So I can use uh, my phone to check up on them as a night cam and nanny cam yeah. uh, type thing. So things like that. Uh, haven't didn't really buy anything exp- or expensive or exciting. Uh, you know, no games, unfortunately. Uh, I've I have a back catalog that I haven't got, haven't really gotten around to. And as do we all, stuff, yeah. Like, you know, I need to. I'm like, I'm like, I have this new child now. I'm like, maybe my spending should just go to that new child. Yeah, that's the responsible thing. So I guess I'll do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, yeah. It was pretty pretty dull on my end. Just a you know, a bunch of small necessities. I th- um, I think I really am going to name aim for next year. Um, a uh, what do you call it? Uh, like like a C one, like an LG C one uh, OLED TV. Or if they come out with something else that's in the, that's newer, better in that price range, then I'll I'll go for that. But yeah. I think that's that's yeah, what the, I'm gonna the be C2, doing next. because I'm pretty sure the C1 is probably just you know um, the twenty yes yeah, the 2021 model so the, they'll probably have a C2 when it comes out. Uh, hopefully, so. but I mean like the 48 inch was was re- was pretty reasonable. The 55 inch was was uh, is kind of the smallest that I wanted to go for, um, and 65 was the real place that I wanted to be at. But I'm gonna get a new apartment um this coming march so i need to make sure that i don't so i need to get in there and see what my viewing you know range is so i don't buy something that's too big for my space because i should have a big enough living room but you never know you, you might not so There's yeah the so 55 inch uh i went with the um an lg uh i forget now this is back in 2019 or something uh and that version had the good hdr but it was it didn't have it was like a year or two before uh the hdmi 2.1 standard so we you know we can't be upgraded to that uh but honestly it was really it's a really nice tv i really like it uh we went the 55 inch for that because it was on killer sale um and then we did uh i bought a cheapo 65 inch um like Vizio or something like that, which just gets the job done for just any viewing entertainment from far back, uh, and that but that one was dirt cheap. It was like three hundred or something like that, and that was a couple of years. That was a year or two ago, uh, so nothing special for gaming or anything like that. But just for watching and chilling uh, in the living room, that's yeah, it's really nice. Um, but we're far enough away that you know it's like I I kind of talked myself into. It. I'm like, dude, I can go seventy five inch and it still look really good up here. I'm like, no, I can't, dude. Yeah, I mean, like. I, w- I want like a 85 to a hundred inch. Like that's just a freaking wall of a TV. Um, but just get a projector then man at that point. No I mean... projectors fucking suck. <laughs> I hate projectors. People are always like project, get a projector at that point. It's like a projector doesn't produce light. Like it's, it, yeah, it's nice in theory, but it has to be pitch black and it still doesn't, it doesn't ever look as good. It just doesn't ever oh, no. look as good as an OLED screen those gamma rays just like pouring into your eye brains and just like, Oh, this is the best. Like I, I, I need, I need the backlight. I need the backlight. Yeah. No, the OLED is super nice when it's like, you know, are you turned off or are you, Oh yeah. Nope. The little lights in the corner. Okay. You're on. Uh, so yeah, yeah the, those pitch black, the black, the, the, the blacks are really nice levels. Um, so eventually I, I would like to get myself, I'm hoping I'm looking I'm excited the new monitor is coming out they're finally starting to do OLED monitors uh, a little bit better uh, because you can't really get true HDR with a lot of the uh, mainstream monitors 
And then when you do, uh, you're paying like three grand or something like that uh, for a really good HDR contrast and a monitor. I'm like, dude, I can't spend three grand on on a monitor. Um, that just there's no way I can justify that. No, not 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 making a mortal human being's salary. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, it's hard enough to justify like people who spend 27 inch on a 27 inch, uh, you know, 4K monitor. They'll spend like, you know, two grand. I'm like, dude, well, I mean, I can I can see it if you're um, if your job has to do with, you know, like video editing or photography or something like that. That makes perfect sense that you want you need that. And you can, therefore you can expense that. I'm like for for a hobbyist like myself. nah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like my dream, and it's it's in, it's inconceivable that they would ever be able to do this, or at least for a long time. But like my dream is like a like a forty nine inch uh, curved widescreen monitor that's OLED and twenty one sixty p. You know, but it'll be like I don't know if they'll ever be able to actually do that because there's such a narrow group of people who would actually buy it, and it'd be insanely expensive. Yeah, well, what was it the G9s uh, by was it Samsung? Uh, yeah. Those are those are pretty sweet. Uh, the G9s are like I don't know four. They're literally two twenty-seven inches slapped together. Uh, it has a thousand degree curve. Uh, so if you had like three of them, it'd make a full three sixty ring around you or uh, something like that. Probably more than three, um, but yeah. But yeah, you might. It's it's they're they're stupid nice. Uh, they're also really expensive, and now they just came out with the. Um, like a nano IPS model, which is like the Neo G G9 or something. So I'm curious where they're going to go with the next iteration. You know, I feel like this. It's funny that you talk about like wrapping around you because I was listening to Joe Rogan the other day and uh, he had this guy on who's into like F1 racing and stuff like that. And the and the guy was talking about how that the the racing crews um, to the driver like. Like they don't use VR, like or they don't use VR, but they do use like uh, wraparound monitors in a simulator, and like that's like so that's one one of the things they do is they they use like multiple wraparound monitors, and they have them like they have like a machine that like jostles them and stuff so they can like really feel like they're really racing, and I think you I mean you could get pretty close probably like. 10 grand you could get pretty close to uh, a feeling like you're really in the cockpit of a race car um which would be pretty sweet they have they have this little this little machine that fits underneath your um your you know you can buy those at home um bucket seat uh you know and monitor mounting combo you know the frame Mm -hmm. so you can buy those for the racing sims and i think it's like 1500 but it's a little box that essentially goes underneath your seat and your bucket seat and causes the jostling and like some of that mo- motion. Apparently it's really good. And it's like the cheapest and smallest form factor they've had so far. I'm like, yeah, that's really cool. But one of the, one of the things is like, I can't justify that either, but man, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, 10, got... grand, 10 grand is about the minimum you need to get a really nice setup. Uh, yeah. But then also it depends. Uh, that's, that's all the equipment minus the computer. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Depending on how the world's, if the world ever stops burning uh, and prices drop back to normal. Yeah. Uh, and that stuff is really, is really irritating because it's like, I think I heard that uh, NVIDIA was pulling back the, the production of the 30 series 
because the price was coming down more than they wanted it to. And I was like, like, it's just, just insane. I mean, it just, it just sucks. Well, I, I assume they were going to milk this one out for longer. Cause that's what they did with the, uh, the 10 series as well. Our, uh, um, the uh the 1080 uh line because that oh, yeah. was such a well-received line and then that's when cryptocurrency really started booming uh so they actually extend that everything was on a yearly cycle then and that was the first time they l- extended it to two years uh so that wasn't a big surprise um they're saying that the that the 40s are coming that the 40s are coming this summer but I mean, it's I'm, just conjecture. I'm not, I don't think they're going to because they still haven't been able to meet the 30 series uh demand and that's why i'm like i I don't know, but also yeah. there's there's a bit there's a bunch of rumor or because Apple's been um, uh, paying for their new you know Apple's never had to delay a phone release and so they pay what they need to to get to cut them cut themselves in line and you know take ownership. Yeah. So yeah, I think uh, I think the 30 series is going to be solid for a while. Um, you know, honestly, it's I'd be surprised if they came out uh, next year with the with the 40 series cards uh, just because. I think they enough. Every time they release a new variant of the 30 series, people are pissed because they still can't get the old variant. Like, you know, like here, yeah, here's this higher, another high end model. Here's an in between model. Here's another low end. And like, we can't get any of these. Quit, quit cutting the dies. You know, just give us what we want. Yeah. Um, like I'm, like I'm saying, like the 30, like the 3060 is ridiculously overpriced. It's, it's yep. like if you're gonna spend. I mean, you could get, you can get a uh, a 3080 think for around 1500 if you try they're often more expensive but you can i think you can get it for around that and it's like a 3060 is is a thousand it's like if you're gonna spend a thousand dollars you i don't know i don't i can't imagine being the person who can spend a thousand dollars and and need it bad enough right then to not just go ahead and spend the extra 500 and get the 3080 instead of the 3060 you know, it's yeah, but that's you know, it's one of the, it's one of the things that's like when it comes to MSRPs and stuff like that. But I mean, yeah, if you're spending, if you're over, if you're overpaying for the low end model, then you might as well be trying to upgrade. Yeah, uh, but I mean, it's it's better off. You're better off buying from um, uh, you're you're better off biting the bullet, buying a pre made set, and then disassembling it if you wanted to, just for the components you need. Uh, because going to a, you know, buying yourself a Dell or buying yourself like an eye by power or something, ripping out the components you need and putting that into something, you know, it's your own custom machine. If you really want to get that, you know, finicky. It's probably what I should have done is, is done that and then sold off the parts uh, and then built and then, you know, still taking a hit, but built my other parts with, with the money I made off of it. Yeah. It's a mess. Well, all right. Uh, speaking about messes. All right. So uh, I've, I've watched a couple of things recently and cool. um, I'm, yeah, I've been all right. So this is uh, I'm gonna go with um, you know the good, the bad, the ugly. But instead, it's more of the uh, the mediocre, disappointing, and bad. Uh, so here we go. Uh, yeah, I finally got around to watching uh, Shang Chi, and I was just I don't know, whhelmed. <laughs> just I mean, regularly whelmed. <laughs> that sounds uh, dirty, just, dude. <laughs> it was just show me on the doll where Shang Chi touched you. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally just. I mean, I don't know. I had no care for this movie to begin with. Uh, but actually, the main actor I know him from uh, Kim's Convenience. Uh, 
so it's on netflix i i genuinely like his character and i'm like all right you know what that made me a little at least piqued my interest and then when i realized uh when i started watching i didn't know i didn't see a single trailer for this movie the entire lead up i only saw the poster and i'm like wait a minute is that that dude i'm like oh it is okay and when it came to uh disney i went ahead and like it was you know i was like all right it's free so why not why not give it a shot and then i realized aquafina was the sidekick and i'm like ah really um, I you, don't know anything about Aquafina other than the fact that there, uh, she was in that Jumanji movie, and she didn't do anything for that Jumanji movie either. You you should watch uh, Aquafina is something from Queens. I forget. I, I forget. Anyway, it's it's her TV show, and it's okay. I, I watched the first season of that, and it's pretty good. It was, it's um, it's kind of funny, kind of kind of kind of weird, uh, but also a little bit um of a coming of age kind of thing. So she's, she, she, I, I have respect for her. Okay. I'm like, if you're watching an, you know, an Asian coming to age, then you just need to watch those at American girl with uh Margaret Cho. Uh, that was an early nineties sitcom. Maybe something uh, yeah. a little more up to date though, too. Would be fine. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just watching her. For, I've only seen her in the second Jumanji movie and now this, and I'm like, she's just like the Asian Gilbert Godfrey. Um, she oh, makes that raspy voice. She has that. She come has the, the horrible posture, and I'm like, I'm just watching her. I'm like, is this your stick? Is this like you're just over exaggerating, going through these motions? I'm like, okay. First of all, there will never be another Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> Second of all, she doesn't have that. I mean, she has like a she has like a like a kind of a boy like a boyish charm voice to her, but she doesn't go. What are you doing? <laughs> That she's she's like a hop, skip, and a jump away, man. I'm like, I can easily she's, see her doing that. She's a give her another mile. ten years, give her some smokes, and then she'll she'll be on she'll be voicing over for Disney. I mean, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully, we all hope that we we end up voicing over for Disney for Disney. <laughs> yep. So no, it's just like I was just there was the movie was just okay from front to back. I'm like, you know, this there wasn't anything particularly great or grand about it. I'm like, it it had really cool visuals. Um, and I was just like, yeah, I just, you know, the bus scene was kind of fun. Uh, but other than that, it was just, I don't know. Did you ever get around to watching this? No, I had no desire to see this whatsoever. I just. Yeah, you're not missing anything. I, you're I, really not. Uh, I, I saw Black Widow as this okay. was coming out. And it's kind of, and it's kind of funny because they, they're almost like, they're almost rolling, you know, Marvel movies, you know, into each other, which I think is too much i mean black widow was still playing when this was playing and i think this was probably still playing whenever eternals came out um yeah it was uh because this and eternals came out pretty close to each other black widow got delayed because of uh, well, covid yeah. um so that one was already ready but i've that's the thing this whole wave of movies for marvel has i've had zero desire to watch really any of it yeah. um so that was that i guess that's my big thing is like i I was expecting a little bit more from it, but really not a whole bunch because like they, I think the one, another poster I saw or something like that had Wong on it from, um, uh, Dr. Strange. I'm like, cool. Wong's going to be in it. He's not really in it. Uh, he's, he's, uh, he's a quick cameo in the, in one scene. And then they, they throw him back in as a, the, um, the post credit spot. And that's really about it. And I'm like, Oh, okay. But then there's your doctor, you know, there's your whole Dr. Strange kind of tie in. So and, yeah. So he probably did all of his all of his scenes in one day, just like uh, per, like something you know something like that. I mean, it really didn't take him much to do his bit. And I'm like, oh, okay, that was 
you know, I had a little more hope because I'm like, oh, okay, Wong's in it. That's cool. And yeah, he's not. I, so I, th- uh, I think that they missed the boat. I think Disney missed the boat and they, I mean, I know it's hard to turn a ship that big, but like, I think they should have gone for putting a lot of the, a lot of their eggs in the TV show basket and getting that Disney plus up and going with really badass TV shows. Cause you can tell that their, that their premium Marvel shows are, they're still a little bit budget. They're, they're good and they're high budget, but they're still a little bit budget for what we know Disney can produce. I think they should have done that. And then, and then, um, their movies switched over to doing one to to maximum four a year, but probably more like one or two a year, and just kind of save the big heavy hitting stuff for for the movies. And well, that's what they were doing is they were essentially doing one to two a year uh, for the for up until lead. And like I said, COVID's the what made really kind of mucked things up. But it's just this whole line after you. Uh, after you literally make half the world disappear and bring that pull back. And it's like, it's kind of hard to ramp up to the next new exciting thing. And since you're trying not to, well, other than black widow, draw out the old cast, you know, you're trying to give black widow like relevance because it's technically different black widow um, in theory. So I hadn't seen the movie. So I, I have zero desire to see that one either. It's, um, it's... Eternals. I only have, a, I only have an inkling to see because a friend of mine really talked up the, the meta stuff like all the the theoretical background things and just like um the one tv show that uh the loki show um yeah it's like the whole back end of that show uh series they kind of lead things that tie into each other he's like uh the fan theories and this and that i'm like okay a buddy of mine really hyped it up and i'm like all right you have me interested but at the same time nowhere near as interested as i was beforehand i mean these are for better or less better or worse like b to c tier heroes and like storylines you're pulling from like not everyone knows the avengers of you know straight up and and even before it got so big people knew who captain america was you mentioned anyone from the eternals you're like who like no one knows what are the eternals yeah yeah exactly and it's like honestly if you would have said the eternals was the uh the amazon prime ripoff uh show of superheroes just like it's like it's like an x-men but not i'm like i would have totally believed you you know, it's it sounds yeah. like a, a you know a spoof. Uh, yeah, so. I, I mean, to me, I think that they should have done something more like they should have had the Loki TV show, um, and then introduced the Eternals through Loki. So it's like, okay, show me why this thing, the Eternals, that I've never heard of, show me why it's cool, and I'm not because I'm not going to just go watch that by itself. But if you show me something I want to see, like Loki who's the star and then the Eternals are his problem or whatever, then, then I might, you know, then you can feed into like a movie of, of their own. Then I'm like asking for a movie of the Eternals, but you've kind of got to prove it to me first. Yeah. But I honestly think the, uh, I don't think I, I don't trust Disney with making, uh, like you give them too much faith in their TV credit. Uh, I don't think they'd be able to make they they've done surprisingly okay with their TV shows currently. Um, but if you tried making them give them a longer series, you're just going to get another Agents of Shield or whatever mishap. Um, and I honestly don't think that's anyone would be happy from that. I think having these little mini series is fine, uh, but also having too many of those mini series, then people 
you're going to lose interest because you're like, well, now I got to watch all this other bull crap. It's far easier to say, hey, watch these five films than it is to say, yeah, watch these, you know, three different TV shows They're and these 35 episodes, yeah. you know? Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I, I definitely see your point about it. I think that they... I was kind of disappointed in 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 Loki in parts. I think I think uh, 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 WandaVision was pretty easily the best the best thing that they that they've put on TV, which is I guess why they did it first. I don't know. I there's just some stuff about it, about the others that feel that they just feel budget, and I'm just like I know that you've got the money. I would even. Even if it was like, I mean, they only do it like six episodes for some of these. It's like, that's, you know, 40 minutes an episode. That's a little over, you know, two hours. You're not really, you're not really doing, I mean, it's like three hours, but by the time you're done, it's pretty much a long movie um, if you combined it all. So I don't know. I, th- I think that they, I think that they don't know what to do next and they're, they're struggling. They're trying to that, do what's I'll worked. Agree with because, like yeah. I said, when you're working with this, like, there's not a clear. Uh, you're, they're trying to do these introductions to these other cast members, and none yeah. of them are have the notoriety of, you know, um, any of the A team, you know, Captain America or any of them. So it's just, it is. It's you're pulling, you're you're pulling things at a, you know, and you're gonna have to what reintroduce the Fantastic Four yet again or something. Um, oh. And they've never done a good Fantastic Four uh, bit. Uh, you're going to, I mean, the best thing you got from Fantastic Four was Captain America. Uh, you know, because <laughs> that's he was originally Johnny uh, Storm in the original. Oh yeah, yeah. He was. I mean, he was a good Johnny Storm too. Like he fit that in a pretty that role um, pretty well. I, I just remember the only thing I remember from that first movie was uh, they, they spend the entire movie just barely learning like all the quirkiness of here, here's where our powers are. And then the very end, they're like, and now we're just going to make like a supernova and like, like combine all our powers. And like, wait a minute, you, it's literally the um, same thing happened in frozen. It's like, she's like, I can't control my powers and bam, here's an ice castle. Like, and I can make clothing now. Boom. Like just, and I've literally just had to take a five minute walk you know, or I, uh, the length of a song, and now I've mastered my ability. I'm like, wait a minute, what? You know, that's kind of what happened in fact. The original Fantastic Four is like, you know, we now have the we can do this ultimate move, and we just spent the entire movie just barely learning how to do it. Um, yeah. So, so that was that was the that was the kind of like really that was your big pull off. Yeah. And they, your bad guy was the guy from Nip Tuck. I, <laughs> that's all I remember. Oh man, yeah, and it's yeah. I I read Fantastic Four a lot as a kid for some reason for like two years there, I really liked fantastic four and I have like a whole bunch of, of those issues straight in a row. And what I liked about it, there was, there was a good artist on it at the time. So that was, that was cool. But what I liked about it was, um, kind of, the the, the teamwork, like when, when X-Men was good and when fantastic four was good, at least the, the fighting part, the action scenes were when they worked together as a team to show you why, like, like, like why they can win and that they can only win when they work together. Um, so I think any movie that, that, that succeeds is going to do that. But like the fantastic four is a weird for this, for this day and age, it's, it's a strange dynamic because they're a, they're a literal family. Like they're a husband and wife and then a brother and 
and an uncle a or friend, I thought. A, 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 oh is he an uncle ben, i always thought he was just a friend maybe ben's just an old friend or something like that but it's it's a really it's a really like 1950s kind of dynamic going on there like nowadays you don't have like your your brother in the superhero thing i guess loki's a brother but it doesn't really feel like it like it's it's odd or like husband and wife it's it's not something that you see very often as like the running dynamic. Like they might work toward that, but it's not like the running dynamic. So I don't know. Fantastic Four, if I was in charge of one of these things, I would, I'd stay away from it until I got a really good script because people are not asking for it. And it's, and it's not, it's not going to be easy to make. Yeah. Uh, um, no, like I said, no, no, I don't have any hopes for the near future. Uh, I'm not excited about any of it. Uh, so I'll still, I'll, yeah, I'll still take a peek at things. I'm like I said, I'll, I'll take a look at Eternals. Uh, I might get around to watching uh, Black Widow eventually. Just to, uh, it doesn't have the sheriff from um, Strange Things in it. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's. I had like I said that zero sparked zero interest at all uh, for me personally, uh, mainly because it's like, all right, I understand why you're doing this because she's dead um and now you gotta do some sort of filler like this is the new person who's you know i'm like all right it, spoilers i guess but it's just boring <laughs> like it's just not like they don't do anything really interesting they don't it's just this it's just the same thing again and the bad guy right. is is unearned this is us talking about the same thing again and again so i'm gonna skip on to the next thing <laughs> yeah. hard cut all right so now for the disappointing just like the, all we've just been talking about um finally got around to watching that cowboy bebop uh tv show on netflix um i wasn't i had no hope going into this not really uh a buddy of mine really got excited about it and like yeah we gotta watch the first couple of episodes i'm like fine all right i guess and so like wait wait before we start let me get my drink on and so i proceeded to make my own little drinking game while this happened because it's pretty much it did not fail my expectations of being as disappointing as i expected um so for anyone who who's been who doesn't know cowboy bebop uh well you know one of the best anime ever uh it's um was finally made into a live action show and they no one asked for it but they did it anyways uh john cho um is playing spike spiegel and he um they cowboy bebop has always been this like gritty noir you know with with some humor in there but mostly just this like a cool action scene like uh tv show sci-fi it was the whole thing is it just oozed cool all around and they're leaning into the comedy aspect and more or less the slapstick very you know, variety of comedy um and they're doing a really bad job at it um and this is just like the from the they do a good homage opening cutscene to the tra the original trailer but then they start throwing in all the villains in there for all the fanboys being like see see you remember this guy he was from that one episode and here's the villain from this other episode here and here's another villain and it's like just it's just all they're trying to do is get that fan the the fanboy satisfied and get them amped and i just i was thoroughly thoroughly disappointed in this um i i knew it was going to be bad but i just didn't expect it to be this bad but it was just yeah it's just like man i really for a brief moment, I thought maybe would you can pull something out. No. 
This feels like somebody watched Cowboy Bebop one time a year ago, didn't understand anything about it except that they thought it was cool, and then immediately set about working on making this live-action series. This, this show is an affront to God and man. Like, it is fucking horrible. <laughs> I, I fucking hate this. Uh, up and down, left and right. There's some good things about it. Don't get me wrong. There's some good things about it. But like the core of it, the core of it is like you, you watch it and you're like, yeah, you didn't get it at all. You didn't really understand anything that Cowboy Bebop was about. Um, so Cowboy Bebop, uh, like the opening theme is called Tank. So Tank is, um, it is a big band jazz uh, song. That's the genre that it belongs to. Um, jazz is prevalent throughout the whole show in, uh, in bits and pieces um, in in various parts. Something uh, about jazz and blues. Yeah, most jazz definitely. and blues. And that's, yeah, this they kept the they kept a lot of the same original songs, um, which that that's the that's the best part of this whole show. And then they do do some of their own variants and some new stuff specifically for this. Yeah, they do some new stuff. I've watched through I think episode four or five, um, and uh, um, they do some new stuff. It doesn't seem to be particularly um interesting what i've heard so far i think i heard like one song where i was kind of like oh that's kind of inter- kind of good that's kind of new i don't even good. think they do um i don't and i don't think it has any tie with the original uh yoko kano or um seatbelts uh, uh which is the band who yoko kano made the songs seatbelts is the band that performed it she's a composer um, yeah so i think uh, i think the seatbelts are her band too i think think she's related to them in some way like they're her band or something like that um I, I don't know, but, um, so the thing about jazz that they say is that jazz is about the notes that you don't play. Um, and if you watch Cowboy Bebop, um, and you have a brain, then you realize that a lot of Cowboy Bebop is them not saying things. There's, there's a whole lot of what's called subtext in the show, in the original animated show. Um, they let you wonder about things. They let you figure things out. They let things be a surprise. They let things be mysterious. But this show just fucking hits you in the face with it like a like a pie. Just this... It, it's just... They just fucking fling it right out there. Jet. Like, okay, so going to get into spoilers uh for all the shows so um this is your warning so jet has a kid um and in the original stated in the original well they they do they do say it but they it's like his episode that like he figures it out and they but it's like in the middle of the show and in this show they make it him they make him like a a dad that gets divorced and he has a kid and he has to get a doll for it. And it's like, so annoying. It's so <laughs> stupid. And then, um, 
like so i didn't even know this i need to get her a doll and i need i need that i need the woolongs for that doll you tell me that my daughter doesn't get to have i'm like that was mm, that was so fucking irritating yeah yeah that was incredibly irritating um uh i didn't so i just recently watched cowboy bebop the animated or uh, the anime like i had just finished watching the final episode and the movie i'd watched all of it so all of this is painfully fresh in my mind at how good the original series is and then i came straight into this like and in the original series they show you like one frame of vicious and julia in bed together and you don't like i don't even i can even remember that i'd seen that i don't think i even saw that the first time i watched the show i just noticed it this time and I was like, oh, Julia and Vicious were a thing before she met Spike. That's cool. That adds like a layer of like of like enmity between these two characters. But in this show, it's like, I'm just going to fucking like show you that they're a thing, you know, still for some reason. Okay. So that's all right. Here's the bit. Um, so that's that's where the whole um fight comes into play is because uh vicious and julia were together spike comes in uh and more or less he was wounded she takes care of him they fall for each other uh and then because of that vicious or because they fall for each other vicious then goes after spike um and that's why spike disappeared he he fights his way out he disappears um julie's on the run so she's on the run in the series but this one all right the whole vicious is a character he he is um He's like death incarnate. Like they make him this menacing, just, just like, I don't know. Uh, he's overall this just well overwhelming force that no one can handle. And what they do is um, they portray him in this live action version as a fucking pissant. Like he is just this little nothing. Um, if he, if he is as uh, the original vicious is psychotic in nature and i'm going to use gary Ullman in um uh the professional you know uh leon um so as that crazy moment you know the calm little moments before the storm you know it's like you know he's just he's just this fucking chaotic person um but then he switches over from gary Ullman in uh the fifth element where he's just doing the bidding of those above him and he's just like he's just this fucking whiny little bitch of a guy i'm like they vicious was never even introduced until later and they throw him right away in like uh episode was it two um maybe even episode one but i know episode two they throw him in right there and i'm like really you don't need to be showing him this early and it's i don't know their whole portrayal of him is just like no dude you are not scary you are not menacing you are just a whiny little child um you kind of took and... the words right out of my, out of my mouth because I, I was as i was watching this that's Probably the biggest, the the most egregious crime that this show has committed so far amongst its many atrocities is what they do to Vicious. And that is just fucking, just ruin him. It's just, he's just fucking ruined. Like, you're totally right. In the anime, he was barely used. You were terrified of him. He was really cool. He only spoke when he absolutely needed to. He's only he's only in a couple episodes, and he's right there at the end because he is a perfect foil to Spike. He is 
is Spike's equal, essentially, um, but evil instead of good. Uh, it's it's incredible. Like I, whenever they started, like they have him just yeah become this complete pathetic pissant, and and they he's he's weak. He's he's a flabby dick, and it's only so that Spike in the TV show, uh, in the, in the Netflix show can look kind of cool. Like, Oh, so now Spike gets to look kind of cool because John Cho can't make Spike look cool on his own. I mean, I don't, I honestly don't think any actor could like, that's why this is the problem is you could, I can't think of any actor who could actually play Spike the way you would envision him from in the anime. Um, and now this is this show I guess the best way to explain this show as, as a whole is for anyone who's ever seen a live action Japanese drama of like a manga or something like that. Um, especially if it's a girl's manga or something like that, where it's overly, uh, overly edited and like flowery or the camera pans in stupid ways. Like there's, um, uh, there's, there's an old TV show, uh, with one of the, one of the old, um, uh, Johnny's members, uh, from Tokyo called my boss, my hero. And they do certain things that are just crazy edits. Essentially, it's um, a high school or a mob boss who's like in his uh, late twenties, uh, who has to who never graduated high school, and so his dad's like, "You got to graduate high school because you're dumb as crap, and if you don't graduate high school, you can't become the new boss." Uh, so now he's pretending to be like a seventeen-year-old or eighteen-year-old or some shit like that, and everyone even it's like everyone's in on the joke essentially because all the teachers are like, "Wait a minute, you're what? You know, like you you can't be," and then. But they do a lot of these comic things that are super silly. Um, uh, like uh, he's uh, the school makes a pudding that everyone wants. So that they literally the lunch bell rings. Everyone runs down the hallway. And he, he's a huge fan of what's well, pudding. It's flan. And he's trying to get there and he's about to get it. And he, it's like the comical things that people actual this is live action. People climbing over each other to try to get to it. And the way this is edited and filmed reminds me of cowboy bebop uh and but except for that's in my boss my hero that's great because you you're getting what you expect cowboy bebop on the other hand is not what you expect and you shouldn't be getting this at all i mean you're getting all these really odd choices of just visual design um and even uh the bank robber scene in episode one i'm like you know it's like they they're just making it they're just hamming it up just for the sake of hamming it um they blow a hole in the side of a, a ship in space and then they'll, you know, they're all getting sucked out. And so of course uh, spike or somebody hits uh, a slot machine on the way out and it's spinning. And then the next thing you know, they're holding on for, you know, dear sweet life. And I'm like, I'm like, Oh, at least and I told the guy next to me, my buddy, I'm like, I, at least they didn't do the seven, seven, seven gag. And then quite a bit later, like it should have already hit seven, 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 but like they're doing, the, they're struggling. They're trying to stay holding on to each other. And all of a sudden, they pan back and sure enough, it hits seven, seven, seven. And all these coins are flying out through the hole. They're like, oh, we're getting hit by these coins. I'm going to fall out of, the, I'm, I'm losing my grip and I'm about to fall through the hole in space. I'm like, really? Like these are, uh, th these are slapstick moments that don't, that just don't belong. And even their portrayal of characters in general, um, my buddy who's usually more, he, everything that I, everything that he says is good is usually okay by my standards because he has a lower he has a lower tolerance or a uh, higher tolerance he has a his bar is set lower is what i meant to say uh for a lot of entertainment so he'll accept more things than i will and he's just like he was super upset with the way they introduced Faye 
um faye valentine introduced straight up as a bounty hunter um they started giving backstory they try to give backstory way more backstory to people that don't need it like the first bounty in episode one of the anime of cowboy bebop uh you're going after um the, the whole bloody eye um you know it's like i can't remember it's like carlos or something and i, I can't remember her name yeah. um but yeah so like they're you know they do a shot for shot reenactment of him do, getting juiced up on um you know the the drugs and like him his whole red vision with bloody eye and stuff which was which was a neat little recreation uh almost like shot for shot like okay that's that was a fun homage and then uh they make her uh his accomplice uh this woman uh be this rich you know uh this rich girl who's on the run as well and like they never say anything about her in the anime not a single thing she's just his accomplice she wants to have a better life she wants to run away with her boyfriend to mars and that's her dream uh and when at the very end when they're trying to escape they have Faye just shoot him dead just murder him and you know as he as they're trying to as her uh as the two uh bounties are trying to escape and then you know they have it end the same way it does in the anime where she drives into the uh the blockade and the blockade of cops she gun her down now how it ends in the anime is as she's uh her and her uh, boyfriend are escaping she realizes he's a lost cause he is not going uh they can't escape he's completely lost his mind he's he's done too many he's done too many of these drugs and she can't get the guy that she loves back um there's no there's no happy end for them there's no future and he's literally now he's you know he's currently on these drugs and he's just fried and so she yeah, shoots him he's oh yeah so in the anime she blows him away in the anime yeah. she literally as because as spike's pulling up to try to intercept them uh she she he's he's flying she blows him away and you don't you, you hear the bang you see the blood in the cockpit and then uh she looks over and sees spike and then says adios cowboy and then that's when she goes in the blockade and gets gunned down um and it's like that is a huge tonal shift um you know that's that was like that was an impactful moment because you're like geez you know, this is episode one of an anime it has this really weird like because there's a lot of there are comedy moments in it don't get me wrong because uh spike spike runs into her, the 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 female bounty just because um when he bumps into her he like steals all her food essentially she has a f bag full of food she drops a bunch and then she's like wait a minute like i'm missing some stuff and then he pulls out all these things from his you know pockets uh, which you can't really do too well on a live action. And he pulls a whole hot dog from his mouth, uh, you know, because anime. Uh, so, There's ways yeah, around you that. that yeah. You can change some of that stuff up. That's fine. Uh, but it was just like to actually change how one of those guys, one of those two died and her, her killing her boyfriend was a big impactful moment because it's like she realized that she's not going to get the dream ending. She wished it was her decision to do this. But no, they just had uh Faye just straight up murder him uh you know from a rifle with a rifle from a distance and it's just like that was pathetic i guess it's it's supremely ironic that the live action tv show is more cartoonish than the anime yeah. i mean like yeah. how the fuck do you do that there there are like uh just about every scene has a has the camera view slightly cocked so that it's not perfectly even for no reason. They do that all constantly. Um, it's like, that's not what that shot is for idiots. Like, 
I don't know what you're trying to do, what you're trying to say with, with that shot, but that shot means something is off. Something is wrong here. It means that it means that like as they use that in horror uh, movies uh, or scary movies to show that something is wrong here and they don't use that properly. I mean, if they're going to do something else with it, then fine, but they just throw it in there because it looks cool. I guess every uh, scene uh, looks like, uh, back lot to a set with some CG added in. I will say that the ships do look pretty cool. They did a good job with the CG making the ships look correctly to model. So yeah, they- the swordfish looked really good. Uh, they they edited the, that scene kind of weird because uh, when Which he scene? first gets in the swordfish and starts taking off, and you, you all of a sudden you hear the motorcycle engine. I'm like, what the hell? And then all of a sudden you see then also you see Jet uh, take off the side on a motorcycle. I'm like, oh, okay. The way you edited that was fucking bad uh, because it looked like Spike was, uh, you know, because he has a throttle on the swordfish, just like a motorcycle throttle. Um, and that's true. But then when you have the motorcycle sound, I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then you see Jet leave on an actual bike. You're like, oh, okay. Um, but no, the, it does look really good. Um, you know, that kind of visual design is neat. Uh those are those but are yeah, definitely just, cool. I'm just uh all right, yeah, that's ah. that's it. I'm like I said, I was I wasn't expecting much from it and yet it still somehow let me down. Uh yeah, I mean th- there's a couple more things I have to say. Like the fight scenes right. are really slow and nonsensical and mm, overwrought. Yeah. They're just painfully slow. They don't make any sense um about half the time. Um, they're in there just to like, they just throw them in there as, as often as that they, as they can. Um, it's to me, it looks like a group of fans got what they felt like was an unlimited amount of money to make the show. But then once they actually got to making it, they realized how much it actually costs to make a good TV show. And they, they just ran out, but like a, a, a lot of the sets, you can kind of see. Well, that probably came from Walmart, you know. <laughs> like this little thing, this little prop probably came from Kmart and IKEA and stuff like that. It's 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 like the, the other thing too is that it's like watching a horror movie where all the lights are on on the set. So there's no mystery. There's no, there's no like, Oh, what's going to happen next? Or like, what is, what is this character about? There's none of that. And like the last thing I'll say is that I think that you could have with this show, the way that I probably would have done it is done one season up to the end of Jupiter jazz, which is right about the middle of, of the anime, uh, at least the animated series, not including the, the movie. Um, probably would have done, probably would have done that as one season and then done the last half of the animated season as an, it's separate season. I think that would have given you enough time. And if you don't have enough money to do that or enough, whatever to do that, then I would just said, no, not going to do it. But I think that, that that would fit into with the two season, the two season, um, preference that Netflix has for shows, and it would have been the best way to properly convey what's going on here. Maybe add a little bit, take out a little bit that you couldn't do 
and make it work. But yeah, just I completely I, I see what you mean. Um, and I agree with you. It does feel like a fan film. Uh, now, now, granted, if this was a fan film done back shortly after the anime was released, like say if you did this, this came out early 2000s this would have been amazing um despite it being so different it, it would have been much it would have been much more re, uh, received uh, positively i think uh by a lot of fans now this on the other hand being so far removed um it only gave um you know it only cowboy bebop only got stronger as time has gone on because nothing has really taken it from its place like there's not really many things that could rival it as as um overall fan favorites like you just need to name an anime it's like someone someone who's not a fan of anime hey what's an anime i can get into i'm like boom this is this is always top on the list Bebop. um yeah the, the reason why you wouldn't recommend this to someone who who wants to get into anime is like they absolutely hate sci-fi and violence or some shit like that and then you're like okay well then i can't show you like i guess totoro there you go um yeah that's yeah. so that's the only thing you, i mean this is it it aged it aged better because nothing else has you know out of, people have tried but nothing else is this good. I did and yeah. I did think of one no, more thing. But go ahead. Go go for it, man. I was just gonna say that um, I was reading around on on Reddit and somebody pointed this out. They pointed out that they made such a big stink about desexualizing Faye, which I understand. Like it's a it's a different era and stuff like that. So they desexualized Faye really, really hard and they ramp up the sexualization because I guess she only watched the first two episodes. In the next couple episodes after that, there's like nudity for nudity's sake of like okay. extras and stuff like that. And then they just and then they have like a they have like a dominatrix thing going on in one part. It's and it's like, why the fuck are you doing this? So they just ramp up all everything around the characters. The sexualization is ramped up. And it's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? It's it's nonsense. They have they have no idea what they're doing. They have no idea whatsoever. Total trash. Yeah, uh all right. Well, uh and then the last thing I've watched, uh, which was just last night, uh ended up seeing the first episode of uh, Wheel of Time on uh, Prime, and I, uh, I've been trying to read this book. Uh, a friend of mine was like has been promoting this book for forever, and I've heard a lot of people talk about this book, you know, series. And um, the author passed away before the final couple books or final book uh, was released, and then a new um, a protege or something like that took over and ran with it for a couple more books just because like, I can't do it all. Like there was only supposed to be one book left. There's no way I can tie all these loose ends into just one book. I have to make it in a couple. So apparently, you know, it's overall well received by a lot of people. I have the hardest time going through this damn book. Uh, I reread the first, uh, the first bit multiple times because it's, it's one of those things that like you read it and then just put it down, never get back to it. And then like, a month you know months later okay let me try this again all right i barely remember all right let me go start from the beginning and so i've gone through this like three times um and so like now then i'm like all right prime has this series coming out all right let's give it a shot and uh episode one pretty much covers all of what i've read i've read a little bit beyond episode one and um they take a lot of liberties with this uh and they do their own 
uh, do you know anything about the Wheel of Time yourself, Nick? No, I, I know it's pretty sprawling, okay. but that's about all I know. So um, it's it's like super high fantasy as far as the way they describe everything in the books. Um, they have, um, I would have felt more comfortable just getting a thesaurus or something, not thesaurus, but um, a glossary and just having, just reading like the definitions of things and then being like, all right, so this is all this is because they throw things at you know, they love this group called the Aes Sedai and they, they, the amount of times they say Aes Sedai in the book is like just crazy. Um, but they're, you know, there's, they're this order of people that are controlling things, you know, and they're more or less, um, like the Witcher or something like they're, they're these high magic users that everyone's like, Ooh, like they're, they're high powerful. And they're, they're more, they're almost like a myth, uh, in the sense, you know, they, they, people know they exist, but these uh the whole story takes place in a mountain country town you know like way out in the sticks no one you know you li- you're born li- live and die there that's all they, that's all you do and so uh in the original story uh you have this Aes Sedai comes into town but no one knows that this person's an Aes Sedai that's the main woman right there um and she comes in with uh essentially her capable I don't know, manservant. Um, you know, he's she's she's the mage and he's like he's the tank essentially. He's he has the sword and he's the he's the up close fighter. And um it's the way this is presented is um you know, it's like uh, you you have these ki- couple kids that are all friends, grew up together in the same town and this impending evil starts coming into town. It comes rolling in and of course they get swept up into this. Um so and that's where uh, you find out that this I said I is li- looking for. I honestly don't remember her name anymore, nor do I care. Uh, I just I got so goddamn angry last night. <laughs> so <laughs> essentially, it's just you know the book. The book does a really good job of introducing people and having them nice and like it's it's a slow burn, but it's at least they do a better job introducing them. And it's like the day to day life and you know uh, and then how they get caught up into this uh, this menace. Um, and the monsters, I'll give them credit though. In the in the prime show here, they do the monsters really well as far as the way they look. Um, the they're a mixture between they're uh, animal and man. So think like a minotaur or something along those the, that kind of creature, uh, bipedal uh, but monstrous, uh, and like fur and horns and stuff like that. And uh, essentially, the the show is just the way this Netflix show does is they, they're just introducing all this extra backstory that doesn't need to belong. Uh, a blacksmith who was an apprentice, uh, in the, in the book I'm, uh, in this one, he, he's apparently the blacksmith him and his, and then he's married. He has a wife. I'm like, which he's supposed to be like 21. He has a wife and she's pregnant now. And during this attack where the villages get sieged, uh, by all these monsters and, you know, they make her into a pretty good badass. She's fighting, she's fighting off, uh, like, her and her husband are like fighting this giant, these giant monsters and they just tore normal people to shreds. And then in the heat of the battle, he's, uh, he finally kills this monster. He's just slamming it with an ax. And then she comes up behind and then he turns around in the heat of moment and this, you know, stabs her in the stomach with the, the ax. And so he not only murders his unborn child, but you know, more he murders his wife. And I'm like, really? There was zero need for any of that. It didn't exist, at least not to. Maybe it's maybe it's in the later books, but not in the beginning of the fuck of what I read. Um, you know, it's like he 
you know they make another character who is the flippant character like he's the easygoing mischievous kid they make his family into um uh, a dysfunctional like mother's a dysfunctional drunk and the father's a lecherous you know womanizer kind of deal and um like they're giving these people backstories that aren't you know aren't necessary and i'm like i just think they're there just for filler i'm like really uh and then at the end they're like okay we we won the battle for the day but literally a horde of monsters are coming you all need to come with me uh and because they're after you and that's it and they're like okay cool we're gonna we're gonna fuck off now four main characters off to off to the wonder uh, off to fall this person just because not no other reasoning behind that not even she doesn't even give the line of we have to draw them away from the village nothing like that it's like no we're just gonna follow you now and this village is probably gonna get ransacked because we're gonna go in the opposite direction of them and this village is between us and them so this village is probably gonna get wrecked you know but that's just the way the prime series ends or episode one and i'm like i don't know there's just so much that was fucking wrong um and without having to go by blow by blow details and stuff like that, it was just, I don't know. It's just the main character's love interest. Um, I'm pretty sure he leaves, if I remember correctly, he leaves her behind because she's, um, she's like the, they call her wisdom. They call she's like the medicine woman of the town. Uh, she's on a, she's an apprentice and, you know, he leaves her uh, at first. Uh, but now, but of course they have to have a female lead or uh, another female um, character. So they pull her in the series too. So it's, it's her, um, the the mischievous kid uh you have um the blacksmith and then you have the main character who is he kind of reminds me of anakin skywalker uh his looks uh and his his dad figure in the in the in the prime series kind of reminded me of dooku as well so i'm like that was pretty funny um that was like my one enjoyment out of him like dude i I turned to my wife i'm like he looks like anakin and that dude looks like dooku she's like he does (laughs) so um yeah it's Oh man, it's just not is not doing anything for me. I'm like, in fact, it made me so upset uh, compared to how different it was from the book and just the vibe I got from from it. I'm like, I just I'm just gonna watch more Cowboy Bebop. That's what I got to do. <laughs> That's sad when you're at that point. <laughs> I mean, I know I know people like maybe if I had gone through the whole book series or something like that, and or at least the first book in its entirety, I might. And if I grew up on it more, because that's the thing is Cowboy Bebop, I that's I have grew up on that. And then I just it just it stayed with me. So I'm willing to go through, watch something that's garbage, but it's it's of its name just to, out of curiosity. This I'm like, nah, dude, I'm done. I am fucking done with it. This like this killed my like my attempt for the series. I've, I've been trying for my, my buddy. I'm like, I know you're really into this. I'll give it a shot. I'll, I'll keep on trying. And I'm like, no, dude, I'm done. If this series can't even get me into it, I'm like, I might read the book just to get the taste of this out of my mouth. Just, but it's one of those things. I'll just read book one, and unless if book one ends amazingly, we're like, I gotta pick up two. I'll, I'm never gonna get, pick up the rest of the series. It's just a waste of time. Um, yeah, yeah, the this show, whenever it came out, uh, whenever, whenever I saw they're making it, and I, I didn't really watch a trailer. I don't think even for it, but. Something about the, the way that, uh, just the the pictures that I saw from it, I was like, and and from and because I saw it was from Amazon, Amazon's made some good shows, um, but for some reason I was just like, I just don't have any faith that this show will be 
any good. Also, there's like 10 books and they're like four to 500 pages each. And you're going to, I just have no faith that they can do this justice in a reasonable amount of time. I mean, that sounds like 10 seasons to me. And how many shows actually make it to 10 seasons? You know, I mean, game. See, of- now, I'll admit that I'm suffering from the fact that I read this is I I'm very critical of things that I read first and watch the thing of second. Um, it's the reason why I don't mind the first handful of Harry Potters. And then when it comes to about movie five is when I finally caught up. With, I started reading the books. And so by, by the time movie five came out, I'm like, no, dude, this is bad. Um, and that's because I automatically have that comparison because I'm like, oh, I know what the book is now. Um, so maybe if I never read the book and if you're coming in fresh off this this stuff, but um, uh, I just the fact that they're changing character motivations, character uh, at least that I'm feeling that way. I mean, once again, maybe um maybe there's more backstory to in the books to the characters that I'm that they're they're already prelude they're alluding to it right now. They're just like we're gonna cut the fluff, get to the stuff we're pulling stuff from later things right now, and we're just throwing it in there. Maybe, but I don't know. It's just uh, it just bothered me. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I, was, I was so fucking mad. I was literally just I was few. I got after watching it. I was just like I. Like I gotta do something else. I couldn't fucking. I was just pissed. I was like, "This is a waste of my fucking time." Um, it's too bad. So, I yeah. I wasn't planning on watching it, but I definitely won't now. Um, I all right, and well, it's it's relevant because I literally after this went back to playing the game that I've been playing for the last oh, on and off for the last week and a half, uh, which was uh I got around uh, to Far Cry Six, uh, so. No, literally, I was. I, I afterwards, like, dude, I gotta do something. I'm just so. Fu- I'm not going to go to bed after watching that. And uh, so I got Far Cry Six. Uh, I'm playing it on my uh, PlayStation uh, Four Pro. Uh, the library, uh, you know, I reserved this a long time ago, and the library finally caught up, got a hold of me and said, "Hey, uh, we got this in, uh, and it's you know, your cute. Your number came up. I'm like, sure, I'll give this a shot." Um, so, oh, have you ever played any of the Far Cry games? Yeah, uh, actually. At your house in Japan, I played Far Cry Three: Blood Dragon. Oh, that, that okay. was that was pretty fun for an afternoon. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, the Far Cry games uh, they they interested me back then. But and I think I have a few of them from Steam sales. But I've never they've never trumped anything else enough for me to want to play them at that moment. Uh, but are are you liking this one? All right. All right. Um. So I played three Blood. Uh, then the uh Far Cry three, Far Cry three Blood Dragon, and four. Uh. So I skipped five altogether, and so now I'm going to six. Um. I've been liking it so far. Um. They do a few things that are a bit different. Um. And one of which is uh, which I have a problem with is uh, getting rid of the skill tree. So in Far Cry games, um, uh, well since three at least, uh, I can't I. I barely played two. I don't really remember that. And one I didn't actually like. Um, so the, uh, you, what you do is you end up getting, you kill things, gain experience, and then you can uh, go down skill trees and upgrade your character accordingly. You have the ability to then um, stealth kill um, multiple people or death from them above. So if you drop down on them, you can murder people that way. Just a lot of different, better ways to murder people. Uh, you can upgrade your physical abilities and you know better swimming, running, things like that. Uh, so that was always a, a fun thing for me. Uh, I liked being able to you know, do these incremental things and solely level up my character. Uh, they pretty much killed all that uh, right out the gate. They 
what they do is they give you a lot of these abilities right away. Uh, they unfortunately don't tell you any of that. So you can at least very quickly do a chain kill. So meaning like if you have three soldiers walking in a row, you can stab the dude in back and then just, you know, just literally press up on the thumbstick to then roll into the next stab to roll into the next stab. Um, and that's usually late game unlock you'd get. Uh, the only reason why you kind of know that is when you're in the middle of doing it, it'll have a prompt and I'm like, oh, okay. Or, you know, it doesn't tell you things like, um, you know, the death from above or anything like that. While the other game, you'd level yourself up, you'd you'd have a little tutorial explanation thing, and you're like, okay, now I know what this new ability is. So they kind of give you a lot of these things, and they don't tell you any of it, which is a disappointment, I think, in that front. Uh, and then a lot of uh, other skills um, are everything's about equipments and loadouts now. So you ha you can equip different gear, and that might enable you to uh, have new skills, like uh, if you wear a pair of gloves. Uh, that gives you the grenade takedown, which means uh, you can come up behind an enemy, pull, you know, pull their pin of the grenade, push them to forward, and then they'll explode. That was always a, a perk that you could upgrade later on uh, in the original in the Far Cry three and four. And so that was, you know, but that's strictly with when you wear a pair of gloves. Um, and a lot of the other stuff is now it's all about buying your uh, getting guns and then equipping loadouts like. Uh, buying different type of ammo, armor piercing rounds, soft rounds, uh, you know, depending on, and then you're supposed to be specking and having things set up for the um, incursion you're about to go into. So I'm like, oh, that's, that's more busy work than fun, in my opinion. Because, you know, generally speaking, uh, they're, I think they're trying to get away from, you know, they're, I never, uh, since I didn't play five, I can't say how much of this had already changed in five. And this is just like, oh, we were bringing this over from five. Uh, instead so to me so some things that are brand new might have already been actually done already um but they were getting criticized a lot for doing the whole assassin's creed and you know thing where it's a, oh it's a ubisoft game you climb a tower then you have to look around and that was far cry three and four uh you, you know, you'd scope out the area you you start m mapping things out and you're like okay that's where different base camps are um well you don't have any of that to do this time around uh and the uh, the, this area is actually, it's a really big map, I think. Um, and they give you, it's almost too much. Uh, really? I, I think it's just, yeah, it's, well, they start you on this island. And I'm like, okay, this is a nice little starter island. Okay, I wonder how big the map is. So the starter map is in this little corner, this little island, you know. And then all of a sudden, you zoom out, and then it's like, wait a minute, you got, like, this whole upper, you know, like, two-thirds of, is all land mass. <laughs> and I was like, holy crap, you know, so it's I tried getting to um, I watched a, like I'm like, you know, what? I'm not going to spend my uh, you don't level up like you would in a normal uh, Far Cry game because there's, you know, the levels mean differently. So you have to do certain objectives that gain you experience and then you your level that you do increase lets you increase your your mods and the things you can buy and uh, make for your weapons. So I'm like, all right, well, I want to be able to upgrade to get a, a scope. So I'm like, all right, well, I can either do that or they have a lot of these unique weapons um, that you can find that have custom loadouts already, you know, like preset. And I'm like, all right. So I quick looked up a, just a video of like, all right, what are some of the good presets? And then there's the one that's like, okay, well, when you can, if you're all the way on the high level area, you can sneak your way. You can just take a boat around and sneak your way in. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, and then I'll get, I'll get this decent 
starter weapon or weapon for the start. I'm like, you know, all right, sure. Driving a boat, it took me like, I don't know, five, ten minutes just to get around oh. on this boat. It took forever. I was just like, holy Christ. I'm just in here just driving this boat, being like, mm-hmm. Uh, but they have radio. And on the radio, uh, every now and then when a song hits in, uh, certain songs, your main character, uh, which can be either male or female, uh, name is Danny, uh, D-A-N-I. Um, and uh, this is this takes place in a, uh, a fake Cuba, essentially. Um because like every Far Cry, t- well, yeah, uh, I heard it takes place in like fake Cuba, but basically Cuba. Yeah, it's it's Cuba, pretty much. Um, and uh, because just like Far Cry Four was um a, a, like a fake Tibet, um, and uh, three was a fake place in um off the coast of Bangkok, you know, somewhere in Thailand, just a, a made up islands, um, and so the um uh there's a lot of um. You got a lot of Spanish songs, or like you know, like the, they have the whole uh, the Cuban jazz kind of stuff. And but every now and then something would come up, and all of a sudden your your main character will start singing to the song. And I'm like, that's pretty funny. I like he just he's just jamming away, just singing the whole lyrics to the, the entire song. I'm like, okay, I can get kind of get behind that. Okay. Um, granted, I don't understand a thing he's saying, but I'm because I, I don't speak Spanish, so that's fine. But that's actually where the um, the baby tigre uh, thing from your intro came in because one of the, you the main landmass has three different sections uh, and you're supposed to make friends with the three groups that are uh, rebelling against the, uh, the main forces. And one of them is like the old, the, the, the old guard from like, they tried doing a revolution back in like 67. And so they're, that's, that's them that are still alive. They're like, yeah, we're, we're still here. And so one of them keeps on calling your, your main character a boy. And he's like, I'm not a boy. And he's like, yeah, it's like, and his his name is the general. He's the general or whatever. He's like El Tigre. He's like, of course you're not a boy. Like you're El, you're baby Tigre. And I'm like, that's pretty funny. Um, so that was the, um, you know, it's like, but I just spent the entire time just fucking going around this entire island just to sneak in to grab a gun. And I bought up. I, I found myself a couple pre presets. And I'm like, you know, what? I'm never gonna bother. Uh, you have a couple weapon slots, which the other games made you. Uh, you could only hold one weapon at a time and then you'd have to hunt animals to skin them to then get uh, to build an upgrade to, uh, for another holster. So then you can have two, go- two weapons, then three, then four. Um, you know, so this one gives you the, the ability to hold uh, four weapons right off the bat. You know, uh, three rifle, uh, three weapons plus a sidearm. Um, so yeah, that's, I'm like, all right, that's uh, because of almost any scenario you come into, you'll need one soft target rounds for people who are unarmored, armor piercing rounds, and then something for heavy uh, or a sniper or something like that. So like they have, this game just throws you into it a little too hard, too fast. I think it's not, uh, I just didn't, there's, a, there's something about it, about the progression system that I'm just feeling like it's lacking. And that's, that's, it's kind of disappointing. Uh, I'm still playing and I'm still having a good time. I just, I, I just kind of missed the way they did it before. And once again, this might've all been done in Far Cry 5. And so I'm like, oh, you know, this is, you know, maybe old hat. You know, I guess I'm complaining about something that's been around for a bit. I don't know. Um, but I just really, uh, you know, like the main, the main draw to this one is the bad guy uh, in this is the, the El Pollo Loco dude from uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the actual actor's name. Um, Giancarlo Esposito. I think that's sure. his name. That's not, that is a name I recognize. Um, I just terrible with names and faces. So uh, he's, uh, but he's essentially the dictator of this new land. 
and and the whole reason why this land is important to be in is because apparently they've been able to take tobacco leaf, infuse it with chemicals, and it turns the leaf from green to red, and therefore is now the cure for cancer. Mm, um, okay. So they are now the they are now producing this cure for cancer, but at the same time, the actual chemicals they're using to to, to transmutate the um, uh, the tobacco is actually killing their own people, their own workers, and he's also then like making everyone into uh inter- like enslaving his own people to work these fields um so yeah that's it's kind of he's just you know normal dictator stuff i guess um and they completely kill like uh any like there's no real reason you're there your guy just wanted to escape to go to america that's that's right in the beginning it's like it's like you you've been drafted you know there's now a draft going on and you're like yeah uh you had done your stint in the military uh, and now you're trying to you and your buddy is trying to go to, to uh, Miami, as they keep on saying. I'm like, uh, and I, yeah, it's, I'm like, all right, they're trying Miami. to go. And uh, the this all I guess is Will Smith's would have been song would have been much different if they said Miami. Uh, so uh, you don't remember that one? Okay, anyways, what's, uh, what song are you thinking of? Um, isn't it Will Smith? Um, uh, uh, let's see. You're thinking of Bienvenidos in Miami? No. Because um, that was a song by a guy named Rico Suave. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. It's, yeah, Will Smith. The song Miami. Oh, yeah. I don't know that song. <laughs> yeah, I was I like, uh, you, made me, you made me think I was going crazy for a second. Okay, anyways. How's it go, uh, Joe? Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fucking sing the song. I, I barely. Re- I, I barely remember anything about it. See, I think that's uh, fake I re- news. I don't think it exists because uh, yeah. you can't even sing it. <laughs> what? How am oh, I supposed I, to I, believe that's I, real? I play, but only my recording would record the uh, the YouTube there. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. The uh, what happens is uh, the moment you you get done get off the tutorial island and you're you're at their base the the rebel base camp. Uh, they're like, here's your boat. Like we promised, you're free to go. Um, you're our best guerrilla fighter, and you know, and blah blah blah. Like we just got you. And then he he turns to the dude, the the guy next to her, like, does that always work? He's like, eh, 50 50 You know, <laughs> this pep talk and Some good jokes so in there. Just, yeah, yeah, I know, right? They they already know that. So I jump in the boat and I just drive away. Uh, so I just drove and go ahead. Oh yeah, well I figured this. I figured they had to have a, a hidden joke ending because. Um, Far Cry 4 has become uh, kind of infamous for the fact that uh, they have the secret ending right away in the beginning of the game. Oh, so, yeah. Far Cry 4, you could like go in and you could just leave or something like that, or you could kill um, him. So he, he asks you to wait at this dinner table because uh, you get picked up by uh, Pagan Min, uh, Troy Baker's uh, character, yeah. and you know the dictator there, and he's just like, yeah, just I got some stuff to take care of. I'll be right back. And so he leaves. And you have to wait there for like five or ten whole minutes, just just waiting there, doing nothing, while you're hearing this guy get tortured in the background, just screaming, and and you're just sitting at this dinner table. And then eventually he comes back. He's like, "Yeah, sorry for the wait. Uh, we just had some rebels we had to crush." And all right, and then he takes you to your uh, your mother's or like the burial ground, and then you can just put your mother's ashes here. And then that the game ends. <laughs> That's it. So- Credits roll and. Um, I forget what song plays in the uh, in the background of that one, but then, so this one I'm like, all right, they have to have something something similar. And he's like, I'm going to Miami, blah blah blah. Here's my boat, and 
he makes the comment when you look at it i'm like i wonder if this thing this thing will probably break down halfway halfway there and so i look at the map i'm like okay if i leave here i head west and that looks like there's no landmass, so i'm gonna just go that way and as i'm starting to go there eventually it goes it just fades to black next thing you see you're on the beach and you're listening you're just on the beach reclined in the sun and listening to this radio talk about how the um uh the rebels were crushed and you know blah 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 and it's like uh in in the country of yada and it's like okay now let's let's uh do like let's listen to something or change it to change it to something else and then they play um uh congo uh congo yeah kind of, i'm like and i'm like you know what that's that's a good song for them to just kick it off and then then the credits roll and then i let the credits roll the credits rolled for like i don't know like i want to say like 20 minutes dude those credits are insanely long it is dude, sick. It's, um, it's a huge company making that game full steam for like four years ubisoft i know that you have they have like you know every uh you know you, you have was it at least a you know half dozen to a dozen different um places around the world that handle your shit but it's just like holy crap man and then they have a fast forward like a you can hold the thumbstick down and it'll scroll faster and i'm just holding it down and then i at one point i left to go grab something from the kitchen came back you know it's just like i just wanted to see i Is wanted it to still see if happen at the end <laughs> It's still uh, playing in the room. There's literally a skip button, but I was just like, no, no, I'm going to give it due yeah. service. I'm just going to let it go all the way to the bottom. Um, yeah, it was super funny. Uh, if I love a game, if I really love a game, I'll let this credits play almost as a weird ritual of honor um, to let them play all the way through. But, but uh, these days, you know, I was going to ask, um, how, so how's the loop in this game? Is it, is it a pretty fun loop? Like you get the guns and you kill the people and you go through the thing and then you get the guns. Is that how, how it goes? Uh, yeah. Okay. The old loop would be you go to a base, you clear out the base, you then, you know, you gain experience from that, but then you're, you're, you're taking control points along the way. This one has a lot of areas that are, uh, you can infiltrate and, you know, they're restrict areas. And unfortunately, you can't actually seize them. You can murder everyone in there, but you can't actually take it over. Mm-hmm. Um, they're forever going to be restricted areas. And I'm like, it, I because I tried, I spent a good, I don't know, uh, 15 minutes in this one spot trying, like, the enemies would start respawning in the, in my area. I'd murder them. And then, you know, the, someone else would pop up. I'd go murder him. And I'm like, why isn't this letting me take control? And I had to look it up. And they're like, yeah, it's if it's on the map and if it's a dotted line, they're forever not controllable. I'm like, that's really dumb because I liked being able to seize control across the across the landscape. Um, so that's part of the thing that I was like, I found it to be a letdown. Um, I think that as a the the I guess so the fun part about this is it gives you um, you now have a, an ultimate. So like a you know, uh, like Overwatch or something like that, you end up having this special ability that's on a cooldown timer, and it, it literally feeds off the blood of your enemies. So uh, that's the way the guides. That's what uh, you know the guy who makes it describes to you. He's like, so if you kill more people, it'll recharge quicker. Essentially, is how it works. Okay. Uh, and the first, the first one you do is you get this rock, this like this handmade uh, rocket launcher backpack. It has like six tubes on it, and then you just like hunch over, and it just launches a bunch of them. Uh, there's no real targeting with it; it's just kind of blind fire. Uh, but it's good for taking out helicopters and tanks. Um, 
which they throw at you like right away, surprisingly. Uh, so what happens is the uh, the loop, I guess, is you go out, you you know, you're doing these taking over some locations but for me it's more of an exploratory find uh you end up finding these um like different things like treasures and stuff like that where um they have a little bit of flavor text to the story and you're like okay i'll explore uh, there are diamond on your icon so i'll go there and check out what's going on and then you read like this one spot where uh this uh this one girl's quinceanera is going on and she's uh but she, her parents got taken away right before it happened um and so she's like, I don't care anymore. Uh, I was like, my parents are gone. I know so one of the family members said I should still go through it because they put so much effort to it, but I don't care. And so your character's like, well, let me check out what's in here. Like, wh what kind of party did they throw? And then you're finding a note saying, like, from the parents being like, yeah, it cost us thousands just to even get this warehouse to set up the party. And and so she's like, yeah, you have to have the music and the lights. And so as you're it's like each each one of these treasures is like a puzzle, like a really weak puzzle. You just have to find the levers and knobs to flip and, you know, to unlock. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you're, it's a, it's a giant warehouse that, or it's a warehouse that they ended up having, um, spotlights, um, bubble machine, uh, you know, like floor disco, like panel lights. And so you're, you know, you're flipping it like, oh, this was going to be a really decent party for her. And then you, you finally hit the master button and also like, um, confetti and shit blows up and then the door opens and there's a horse and it horse has a number 15 on its hindquarter spray painted and it has like a unicorn uh you know head mount and so that was like that was going to be her 15th birthday <laughs> gift uh for her party is this unicorn you know quote unquote unicorn and so like you just take it you're like <laughs> okay it's mine now and so now i have this horse forever in my stables that's <laughs> so, fun yeah it was just um you uh you find uh, I found a different treasure where uh, this guy's talking about like, you all thought I was crazy, um, but I finally captured it. I was like, I tried putting my house up on stilts. That didn't work. I tried doing this, like putting a gate fence around that didn't work, uh, but I caught it. And like, now I got to go burn it. I got to go get some gasoline so I can burn this thing down. And they're like, what? And then you're coming around the corner and you read a different note. And it turns out this dude was terrorized by a mongoose, <laughs> like a super mongoose. Isn't that a thing in these games? I feel like the, there's the mongoose and or maybe it was the honey badger. It's a honey badger in number the, four. In four, it was the fucking honey there's badger. there's yeah. always something in these in these uh, games that's this animal that is incredibly ferocious. Yeah, the uh, so that's the thing is you hunt these animals and there's always these uh, rare variants of these animals, um, and so that was the um, uh, in Far Cry Four. There is actually a guy who is, uh, I think the trophy was like something like a fashion. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the country now. Karat or something like that. It was a Karat Fashion Week. I think it was called. And he's he's this clothing designer and he wants he wants you to kill these rare animals. So I can make a, a nice, effective, like uh, a, a flashy but functional outfit for you. And they, it, you know, whenever you created um, it, great give you like more ammo you can carry or more this or that and so uh that's you end up killing these rare animals for them and you, of course you'd have to they, some of them you'd have to hunt with certain weapons and that provided a, a challenge but also uh you just be minding your own business trying to sneak up on some guys and also out of nowhere you just start getting mauled uh by something that just jumps out at you and far cry 3 was notorious for that and they had these ostrich like birds and i can't remember what they're called their car it starts with a c but it's like 
they're just these mean ass ostriches essentially is what they were and they would just murder you and then you start running away from them and they'd just be chasing after you in the far cry three and this is like and then you start running after and then all of a sudden another animal would catch you'd run across their path and you'd have multiple animals hurting after you um so that game was those that was a fun unexpected bit this one the animals aren't as vicious or as ferocious probably Uh, probably for the best honestly I think it was. I think they're fine, uh, but also it caused more chaos because you can you were able to get meat, and then throw them in the bases or throw them by the enemies, and it would lure other the animals out there, so you can cause a, a natural diversion. So the guards would then start aiming at that, but it wouldn't set off any alarms because they're just after a, a normal animal. Um, so that was that way another way to do stuff stealthily uh, to take over a bla- uh, place. But for the animals in this one. The big key thing is uh, they did this. This one I do know they did in Far Cry 5 is they give you uh, animal companions. Uh, and this one they call them amigos. And the first one you get is a giant alligator wearing a leather jacket um, called Guapo. Yeah, uh, I've heard of Guapo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Guapo is pretty cool. Um, and, you know, then there's uh, you get a you get a little uh, Dotson later. You can unlock him. It's a little Dotson with a, in a wheelchair. Uh, so his hind legs are hooked up to a wheelchair, and his name is Chudo. Okay, uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently, you you'll get Boom Boom uh, from who's the dog from Five. Uh, you there you can you can unlock him, and I just got this Panther, which I can't remember its name now. But I did this other like um, I, three. There's a there's a ancient shrine that I got three diamonds from or three treasures, and I brought it there, and then I had to fight this you know Panther, uh, and then essentially i he became my familiar it became my friend and i also got this really cool um that the arsenal that you have on your uh the back those ultimates are called uh, supremos uh so the i got a new supremo and i also got a new resolvo or resolve um it's which is essentially a special weapon and so i got all three of them for doing this um treasure hunt that they give you they give you this mission right away in the beginning um so i'm like okay that's cool uh it seems to be pretty pretty op and uh but he goes like yeah i'm not a cat person but maybe a giant ghost cat you know i'm i'm okay with and yeah so this this panther he he'll murder someone and then they'll just poof into smoke mm. and i'm like what the hell so uh yeah that's pretty funny. I, uh, I think it causes fear around other people so that's because one of the other guards like freaked the hell out and so then, and then i just stabbed him from behind as he was freaking out so it worked um so yeah, these animals have no. There's no fear of them dying permanently. Uh, they will go down, and then after a while, after enough time, they'll revive themselves. Um, so yeah, this game is, this game is fun. It's not as good as others, but it is. It is scratching that itch for just if you want an open world sandbox kind of just a murder in. Um, like I said, unfortunately, I just think a lot of the game designs uh, are limiting. They don't explain enough for you. Um, I wish they would have. Uh, just you know gone in a little more in depth here and there uh just a little more explanation because uh a lot of the vehicles you unlock uh i thought you had to drive them to back to your home base uh because it says you got to drive them to a certain destination so and then you can drop them off and and they'll be added to your inventory turns out you have a phone you can just scan the damn thing just look at it through it and then it adds it to your inventory i'm like oh what the hell dude it made things so much simpler um so yeah i don't know it's the game is fun uh, if you want a simple open world game to play in, uh, this is okay. 
um like i said i avoided five because of all that political backlash and like they pretended to be all high and mighty with the the militia and then they're like psych we're not doing the militia stuff and then they came out with that um the new dawn far cry five new was a new dawn um where it was like rage two kind of it was like all painted spray paint colors and um yeah i just i, I had no interest in it i just kind of it, you know Though uh, having a companion bear called Cheeseburger didn't make it sound interesting. Yeah, yeah, the, the animals' so, names are always are always pretty are always pretty popular. But yeah, that was it, man. Uh, that's been the game I've been playing. Uh, it's been easy to put, pick up, put down uh, at any given time. But you know, uh, you've been playing some other stuff though yourself, right? I have. <laughs> I started playing this game. Um, it's called Cats and Soup. And I have it uh, playing on the screen right now. Uh, so it is a it is a, an Android game and and an iOS game. It is a clicker idle game, um, and all it is is just uh, cats making soup. There's a, there's one there's one soup ladler with a cat pot of soup in the middle, and then. All of the, and then you get more cats and more cats. Some cats uh, make uh, chop cabbage for the soup. Some cats chop carrots for the soup. Um, and then, of course, the cats need uh, recreation. So they have like a trampoline and they have like a, they have a uh, palm tree with a radio under it. There's even a uh, pond that you can get and you can go fishing. And you can feed the cats fish and level them up. Uh, <laughs> it's a painfully cute game, and the I thought you said it was cats in soup. It's no. when when I first came across. So I was just like, wait. And then now that you pulled it up, I'm like, okay, this is very different than I thought it had in my mind. It's uh, right. it's cats and soup, um, and it's it's pretty new. I think it uh, it said it was new whenever I was looking at it on uh, on. Android on the Android on the Google store. Um, there's even a field of flowers for the cats to frolic in. It's a small field. Um, it's, it's a clicker, you know, it's free to play. You can't, you know, you can spend fucking ridiculous amounts of money on it. If you want, I haven't spent anything on it. I am not planning on, on it. Um, but it's very, it's very addictive. I find myself clicking on it and going to play it pretty often. Um, for being a, an idle game. It's, uh, it's pretty active. There's quite a bit to do. Um, I recently got a spotlight, um, and there will be, um, a, uh, hot air balloon with gold that a cat pilot will fly over and you have to spot it with the spotlight, which is just, all it is is just clicking on the, on the hot air balloon multiple times before it leaves the area. So, you spot it with a spotlight, click on it, and then it drops the gold. You get the gold and level up and whatever and stuff like that. But you can dress up your cats and earn earn stuff for their room. That one on the screen right now has a has a has an afro. Um, it's a it's a very it's it's just that you can name the cats. Just a super cute game. Um, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty much addicted to it right now. Um, super fun, but. Uh, so I've been playing that in my free time, but also I've been playing a old game. Um, I've been playing 
Bayonetta, the original Bayonetta one. Um, I've been playing it on Steam, so it's the remaster. It's a really okay. good remaster. Um, did you play Bayonetta, Bayonetta when it came out? I played it barely. It wasn't for me because I'm. Uh, I like to try to play those action. Um, uh, was it stylish action as a lot of people call them games? Uh, like, but I'm not really that good at them, uh, especially with the combo system. I played the first two Devil May Cries and I got the job done, but I was never like proficient at it. Um, so that's why when Bayonetta came out, I gave it a little sh- shot, and I'm like, you know, this isn't really for me, at least not that at that time. Uh, you know, I know people who just absolutely love the games and are really skilled at it. Um, yeah, but this is the this is that the witch who has the clothing of hair, correct? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's been okay. Um. <laughs> yeah. So I started playing this, and it wasn't. I, I. So whenever you start playing it, it gives you, um, levels of difficulty: normal, easy, and very easy, and that's all it gives you at the beginning. I don't know if there's a hard mode. But the normal, I mean, the normal starts out easy enough. And I was like, okay, this feels like a normal. But I got like to like chapter six or seven. And I got into this one hallway where I had to defeat these two twin monsters twice. So I had to beat them both once and I had to do it again. And I finally beat like, I did like 15, 20 times of dying. More than that probably. Maybe like 30 or 40. It was incredible how many times I died, but I finally beat them and then they popped up again and I was like, I'm not fucking doing this anymore. Um, so I had to move it down to, to easy. And since then it's been just way too easy. Like it's, it's been a cakewalk. I've, I've died a couple times, but, but barely, but barely at all, you know? Um, and I don't know. It's, so I don't know if like I don't know if their normal is like a joke and they're just trying to trying to fuck with you, or if they really think it is normal and they have a hard difficulty that's going to open up later. But uh, this re- this uh, remaster is is really good. I mean, it came out several years ago with uh, Vanquish at the time, but it's a really good little remaster. All, everything's uprezzed, um, and it it feels really nice. Uh, Bayonetta still plays well. Uh, I really, I really enjoyed a, a, a lot of it. The, um, uh, this game is just pure style. Like there's not really anything to it. It's just, just, Hey, this is cool. This is a cool thing that we can do. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's over the top and it's a, it's, it's a ton of fun. Um, the, the story is sort of whatever kind of nonsense, but they do give you like these, these, uh, these grimoires, these tomes that you can read through and they kind of do a lot of the, like the fill in for the backstory of the world that you're in. Um, okay. so, so if you want to, you can go and, and read through those, but so how about, how far are you in the, on this one now? I, I'm very close to beating it. I, I wanted to be able to beat it before, uh, the podcast, but I didn't have enough time they say it's like a nine to 11 hour game. And I think I am about, uh, I don't know, nine and a half hours in. And I feel, I think I'm, I'm on the last tower area. It feels like the very end of the game to me. So I'll probably beat it. Uh, 
today if I have some time to play some games. Um, but it's it's a it's a good game. Um, it still holds up. I'm, I'm looking forward to playing Bayonetta two on the Switch. That was going to be my next question. Is I was wondering if you were going to try to play two and and then hopefully get that one done before the third came out, or has it already come out? I actually don't remember. It has not come out. They're thinking there there's no release date for it yet, but since they did have a legitimate uh, showing of it at the last Nintendo Switch, uh, Nintendo Direct, they are thinking that it's going to be probably Q3 uh, of 22, so next year. Okay. So, yeah, that, that's what they're thinking right now. But, I mean, I, I don't know. To me, I don't know. It, it, that's probably, if people are thinking that, there's probably, probably a reason for it. Um, I would think they would want to get it out before the end of the tax year, uh, just kind of knowing kind of how, how they like to do things, but you never know. Either way, I'm going to play Bayonetta 2 uh, coming up probably probably in, uh, I don't know, it's, it's somewhere in the future, but hopefully before March even so I can get it all wrapped up because it's not a very long game either, um, but but I want to get it wrapped up so I'm ready for Bayonetta 3 whenever it comes out because I think it's I think it's really worthwhile. Very very fun game. I've enjoyed it a lot. Short and sweet. That's cool. All right. So now I guess um, with that, um, you know, you pulled some news for us today. Yeah. And I did. So yeah, uh, lay it on me, man. What's what's new in the world? So yeah, I'm gonna have to click away from uh, my control center so I can navigate the news. So just let me know if everything goes if everything goes to hell. Um. So some the most interesting thing I saw. Uh, from this past week, uh, this actually came out yesterday. Um, Bloomberg was reporting uh, that Sony is um, has a how do I word this? I'll just read the headline: Sony's Spartacus could be PlayStation's answer to Xbox Game Pass. So Sony is going to put out a thing they think that is like Xbox Games. Xbox's Game Pass, um, and it's going to be, I read through the article, it's basically going to be combining their PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now into a thing that's going to be similar to Game Pass, though when I read through this, it sounded like it's it's not, it's not really going to be as good. Uh, that's, it, it sounded like it's really not going to be quite as good to me. Um but yeah, so like, uh, so people have been saying that, yeah, they're probably going to do something like this. I didn't really think that they would. I thought they were just going to keep right on going with, with what they had. But have you heard anything like this prior to this uh, announcement? Um, I haven't heard anything about Spartacus itself. I thought the logical thing would to it, to roll up there now, uh, PlayStation Now, which is their streaming service. Uh, if they were to just bundle that with, um, you know, their online membership, that would have been the no brainer thing to do to try to make it, you know comparable to um you know i don't think they would do the pc stuff that xbox is doing with a game pass but i figured they would at least do the um playstation now and their uh playstation plus membership and combine that together that's kind of what i would you know you'd hope for and you would think that would that'd be the smart move to do uh but yeah that would also have to be i don't know uh, sony's really slow to t- to, for the uh for changes sometimes like when it comes to that type of stuff so uh, I was one of those things that that would suit what you hope. Honestly, I wasn't expecting anything anytime soon though. So this is kind of exciting. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. It is pretty exciting. I doubt that it's just kind of knowing the the headspace that Sony seems to be in right now. I doubt that it will be as good as Game Pass. Um, even if you already have a PlayStation, I I just have a feeling it's not going to be as good. But hopefully, hopefully it will. Um, but it remains to be seen. It seems like to me like when Japanese companies are when Japanese companies show hubris they are slow to change with the times when american companies show hubris they try to nitpick you and make you pay for more than what you actually want um which kind of seems to be what's going on right now um yeah so we'll we'll see how it goes but it seemed interesting to me um moving on uh New York City Anime Convention. Um, this is uh, kind of bad, but uh, there's an Omicron scare. So Omicron variant of COVID that uh, the first uh, the first person to get it in New York City or in the United States, I forget which one, but at least in New York City, um, was at an anime convention whenever uh, they had it, but before they knew they had it, I guess. So basically 53,000 people that went there need to, I guess, go get tested or <laughs> make sure that they, that they don't have it. Um, so yeah, that's a super spreader type event, I guess. I guess we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, conventions are still a thing and people are still going to them. So yeah, it's, uh, it sucks. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't turn out to be a real bad situation because of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you take, you know, you you know the risks and you wear a mask you mask up you wear a good mask and uh try to eat your veggies and and stay healthy as best you can but i mean like that these are the risks and it's totally it's totally fine with me for people to go to things like this if they know the risks and take the, the and take the necessary precautions um it's just you don't get to complain if you die of COVID. Um, yeah. But then, but then those guys then go to work and then, you know, before like they like, ah, I went to the convention over the weekend. Now I'm at work and now I'm here mingling with you guys around the cubicle and you're eating my hot sauce. And now, you know, but, Oh, guess what guys? Sorry. I just let you know that I was at the convention. I just found out about this after the fact and you've been around me. So yeah, yeah this you know, surprise. And therefore you get, you're in trouble and you didn't even do the damn convention. Everybody can wear a mask and everybody can get vaccinated. So, you know, protect yourself from people who go to conventions. Um, but so vaccinate everyone who's not a vaccinated at the conventions you're saying, I'm just saying, protect yourself. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, protect yourself. If you don't want to get it, then do everything you can. But I mean, like, like you can't, you can't impose on people's freedoms. Um, you just, you just can't do that. So like, You've like, uh, protect yourself. That's, that's all you can do. All right. Um, good, good, good words to live by. Protect yourself, dog, (laughs) Uh, buy a gun. (laughs) Um, so that's, that's all pretty much just a headline, but going on, um, the U S government is trying to save Christmas from PS five and RTX 3080 scalpers. Uh, this is coming from, uh, tech radar. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a day late and a dollar short, but 
basically they uh, they are trying to make a law to hamper uh, what they call Gingr- or they call uh, Grinch bots, uh, stopping Grinch bots act. Uh, they're so they're calling these bots that go up and and buy all of the all of the uh, supply of a particular good that's scarce. Uh, they're calling them Grinch bots because they're going to ruin the holiday season. Um, so so basically, they're going to try to prosecute people who do this or people who use bots to do this and become scalpers. Um, personally, I think it's like like they should have done this. I don't know nine months ago, a year ago. Uh, it's not going to save the Christmas season for this year, maybe for 2022, but not for this year. No, and plus with inflation and all that stuff. So, yeah, this kiss this season goodbye. Uh, for, you know, if you're lucky enough to get something, you know, one of the few who could go to a retail store to grab one, good on you. Uh, try not to hold your breath. Uh, it sucks. Um, maybe next year would be, be a better year. But that's what we said about this year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and then honestly, as as long as Bitcoin and stuff are are popping off and those kind of things, personally, I've kind of it, it depends on how it goes, but I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I'm just gonna have to save up enough to pay scalp scalped prices for this stuff. Cause if it's, if they're not going to be able to provide it at a reasonable, at a reasonable rate, then, then like, like I'm not going to do without my GPU that, you know, I should be able to afford and that I need to be able to do other things. I mean, GPUs are good for mining Bitcoin and for playing video games, you know, for sure. But they're also really good for editing video. And they're also really good for uh, drawing in Photoshop, you know, two things that I, like to do and need to do. So it's, it's, but just going back to this article, like I'm glad that they're able to do it. I didn't really think that they would be able to do something like this. I kind of thought, well, bots are legal to use. Um, so there's nothing we can really do about it, but I guess, uh, I guess when it does hamper, um, free trade, then they can, they can attack it a little bit. So hopefully it yeah. works for next year we'll see we'll see them finally i guess the big case is what what they'll do to the first person to make an example out of you know so all right yeah yeah hopefully something um next uh so this is some recent news this past week i think or even earlier the 23rd of november wow this is really old uh but i did want to talk about this because um it's important to me uh, apparently the upcoming big PlayStation remake is reportedly going to be Chrono Cross. Um, this is being reported from Video Games Chronicle. Um, did you ever play Chrono Cross? Uh, I did a long time ago when it first came out. I still have my physical copy. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't as good as Chrono Trigger, but it was still pretty stand up. Um, um, yeah, I mean you had your alternate world cat person dog person i can't remember um uh 
Yeah, it's it, that's been that long. I have, I literally just I remember buying it like right after it came out, being like, oh, it has cross in it or chrono. It has chrono in it, so it has to be chrono like chrono trigger, right? And I bought them like it kind of is, but it's me coming into the the that mindset. I was like, I was disappointed. Um, this was also after Final Fantasy VII, so it, the game mechanics was different enough, um, but it was still pretty cool. It was a solid game. Um, I I really rec- I'd recommend it to anyone who hasn't got it given a shot. But you can buy it digitally and stuff like that for sure. Yeah, um, Chrono Cross is one of my favorite games, um, probably of all time. It's it's up there. It's definitely not the most, but but it's definitely way up there. Uh, the music is fantastic, and I really like that the is. art and, and stuff like that. Um, but I think this is kind of a curious choice for a remake. Honestly, uh, I don't know why they don't do Chrono Trigger. Unless maybe that's just a bit too too daunting of a task for them. I, I think it's easier to to upgrade. I think they're looking at the 3D assets from you know the early PS1 games, um, because it's the idea of making a sprite based game. Because uh, those games were took forever in a 16 uh, bit world. Now, if you're gonna if you're gonna take the effort to make that into a modern situation, I I, I can't imagine how bad that would be. Yeah. I mean, you're taking, you're taking, you know, it's like if you're getting that much length out of something so small and so minuscule, if you're trying to upgrade it, uh, it's going to, yeah, that'd be like a saga, uh, a series, you know, easily a series of um, taking Chrono Trigger. Uh, they'd have, if, if they're already breaking up Final Fantasy VII into multiple games, uh, Chrono Trigger would be breaking it up even more so because that you game so? had, oh yeah, um, that game had so many more endings, uh, so many more twists and, I honestly would, I would, I actually don't want, I don't think everything needs to get the 3D treatment remake. I think if anything, um, if they were to remake Chrono Trigger, they should just remake it with really kick-ass sprite art. Um, just, you know, make it so it's um, uh, 2D art style, you know, little sprites instead of having the polygonal, you know, like little pixel art, but actually make them into uh, a really good artwork and still make it a 2D, you know, game, uh, plain. And you don't have to make it all 3D, but you can just make everything look beautiful. And, you know, you can maybe, you know, up, uh, revamp certain things. But I just wanted to make it just look better in general. I think that would be the best way to go about that. Um, it'd be theoretically sim- uh, cheaper and simpler than having to make everything into 3D assets as well. Because, like, cause like, I mean, like, Final Fantasy VII is, like, what, a 60-hour game? Just, it's, like, 80. Just played regularly? Um, I think I got through it in like seventy. I don't think it's quite eighty. Do you think? I kind of thought it was. Uh, it's, it's, it's at least seventy. Um, uh, that's playing just most of the stuff, not doing all the side missions. If you're, you know, granted, if you're going to do all the side stuff, then you're looking at hundred plus. But yeah, um, because there's some there's some off the wall bullshit that you have to, and then it's there's wild, some yeah. RNG involved. Yeah, Knights of the Round and stuff like that. You have to breed chocobos. I mean, how how yeah. long is like Chrono Trigger? It's like forty hours, right? It's it's substantially shorter because it's an um a different yes era. and no it depends. Chrono Trigger was the first game to, to at least the, the, in my brain to to do New Game Plus, and that game yeah, then but, let you that lane that game let you beat the um that had so many different endings and to the point where you can you can literally in the very beginning yeah. uh you jump in a portal though after you beat the game once there's a portal to the there's a new little spot to the right. You yeah. jump in that and you can go straight solo man into the final boss. Right. Yeah. Like, so you yeah. can be the final boss solo and stuff like that. Um, I, yeah. I guess what I'm trying to get at is that like the new game plus and the, and the extra endings, the end, extra endings would, 
would add quite a bit of time to it. But um, a lot of that stuff is it's kind of lengthening the game sort of artificially. So actually designing the game um, to me, I remember I, I played Chrono, Chrono Trigger rather Chrono Trigger. I played Chrono Trigger uh, and lengthening the game to me. It, it just seems like it would be, it would be easier to remake that from the ground up. Cause, cause whenever I saw this thing about Chrono Cross, maybe being the remake, I thought, well, maybe they re mean remaster. Cause I could totally see them remastering it, you know, uprising some things here and there. But, uh, but to me, there's a really, there's a really hard line between remaster and remake. Mm. Um, and I don't know, it just, it just seemed like a lot of work to remake a admittedly not particularly to me, Chrono Cross is not that popular. I mean, it got, it wasn't, um, it, it had its fan, it has a strong fan base, but it wasn't, it was overshadowed by, uh, games like Final Fantasy and also, uh, even like, I think Parasite Eve did better as far as, uh, in the spotlight than Chrono, uh, well, Chrono Cross. I mean, like, was it GameSpot or whatever gave Chrono Cross like a 10? I forget IGN or GameSpot. It got, it, um, got, it got 10s. That, I mean, they're mm, okay. No, that that's content. That's all right. So that one was, uh, it was GameSpot if I remember correctly. And that was a, Fill in. It was not a regular cast member. It's a fake um, ten. <laughs> it, it was. It was no. Yeah, that's actually a point of contention. Is because I know. Uh, I remember them talking about that being. Uh, it was. It was uh, just a freelance writer, and then they said, uh, "Are you sure?" And he's like, "Yeah." And then apparently he didn't even finish the game, um, <laughs> or something like that. And it was like, so you're saying it's a perfect game? Oh no, I wouldn't call it a perfect game. Then why did you give it a ten? You yeah, know, it was, it was like it was game. like the second or third one they've ever given. Um, <laughs> they fucked up. <laughs> they said they yeah. should have. I mean, that's stupid. Of game spot idiots. <laughs> let's yeah, let's give much. this game that's going to be really good. Probably get like an eight. Let's give it to a freelance writer and not tell him, "Hey, dog, you can't give this a ten. We don't like." Okay. Well, anyway, well, they, they it wouldn't question the dude. They, they, it's their it's their fault for not doing the due diligence of even questioning them beforehand. Be just like taking it off of face value. Yeah, you know, they, they should have done better. Uh, but it, it got high marks. Um, I'm pretty sure it got high marks pretty much across the board. Uh, a lot of that was on the, the, the pedigree, I think, but it's a really good game. But as far as like how it's, how it's viewed today, it's like, yeah, it was good, but it wasn't Chrono Trigger. So to me, yeah. the, to me, the moneymaker, to me, to me, the moneymaker is, Hey, we're going to go hard on Chrono trigger and really put our eggs in that basket but i guess they have their hands full with with final fantasy remake and all the, everything else that they're trying to do i mean they tried making the ios um port and that was i remember that came out being bad um I always suck up those ports yeah they really do and then i think that port is what was brought to to steam originally maybe yeah. uh so uh yeah so crown they've already fucked up on crowd trigger uh but crown cross i think that's another thing though because it's more of a hidden gem like people knew the name but they not, not enough people actually touched it uh so you know it's just like you know you only had so much time for jrpgs and there that was still a struggling you know it was a blooming industry but it's still struggling at the time because no one really knew what J you know jrpg was you know, and then Final Fantasy VII is what really blew it out of the water. Uh, and then everyone's like, Final Fantasy series. And Chrono Cross was like, oh, there's another one. It has anime characters in it. Cool, I'll buy it because of anime, you know, or something. Or it has this lineage, but most people didn't that I know didn't you know play it. Uh, so only a handful of people actually 
I only yeah, I know very few people who actually played it, but those who did play it really liked it. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering. I think it's a solid game. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering if maybe they're testing the waters for Chrono Trigger. I just I just can't get around it. But I, I'm kind of wondering if they're like we're going to put out this Chrono Cross because it's a little bit easier for whatever reason, this or that, and if it sells gangbusters compared to what we think it should sell then we can go forward with Chrono Trigger and really, you know, introduce that, give it the full, you know, Final Fantasy VII remake treatment uh, and buy themselves some time to get that big whale of a game done um, before they start on something else. Anyway, um, kind of going forward with this, though, some newer stuff um, that I just found out uh, today, actually, is uh, there's a another Eden game called uh, called another Eden that I had not heard of until today. Um, but they're going to do a crossover event with Chrono Cross. Apparently one of the guys that worked on Chrono Cross works on another Eden and um, it's pretty badass. This uh, lady, uh, Rebecca Valentine or Valentine uh, for IGN, she wrote an article called if the Chrono Cross remaster is real, please let it look like this. And uh, it is a pretty awesome, I'm going to hit play and hit mute after, there we go. So it's a pretty awesome, um, skipping ahead, uh, kind of uh, animation and the, the, the characters look pretty great from Chrono Cross. Uh, so if it, if it uh, is real, I, I, I'm, I'm with her. I definitely hope that it looks like this because it looks pretty good. Looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure. This is the first I've seen of this, and um, no, I'm I I think this would be fine. Uh, having more of a cell shaded or you know art style will age better as well. Um, but this looks this looks like it would most definitely uh, hold up well after after a while. Yeah, it looks like um, kind of the not exactly, but pretty similar to the art style of uh, like grand blue fantasy and um, the most recent, uh, well, actually tales of arise. Um, not quite tales of arise. I'm not really thinking right. Um, gosh, the most recent dragon dragon quest game. Uh, okay. Um, so you're talking about Toriyama's art style. Yeah. Uh, the guy who did the guy who did the original um, chrono uh, chrono trigger. Uh, no, I'm talking about like the way that they're doing the animation rather than the actual okay. art style. All right. Sorry. I'm, I need to be more clear about that, but the way that they're doing the animation seems to be, um, whatever technology they're using for those, it seems to be kind of right. like that. Yeah. Um, well, that's the, the other thing is I was like, well, if they're going to be doing, um, the, you know, the only reason why I can see budget wise, you know, if they're trying to do from the ground up, uh, is, I don't know, man. Tor Toriyama got to get paid. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you're gonna do Chrono, Chrono Trigger, uh, that's gonna be expensive. I mean, it's you know not a you know I, I, he gets paid every time Dragon Quest comes out. I bet. So <laughs> probably, yeah, yeah, that's true. He's gonna he's gonna get he's gonna make his money. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much it for the news. I do have, I do have at least one other thing. I guess I I do want to kind of talk about. So the HBO. Um, a prequel, sorry, for Game of Thrones uh, has been canceled. Um, 
This is a show that was supposedly based on The Long Night and Age of Heroes. They spent $30 million on the pilot, and they are still going to cancel it. Um, So I actually think that this is... I actually think this is wonderful news. I hated the end of the, I hated the end of game of Thrones. Um, I liked the show and I even liked it up until pretty, where a lot of people jumped off in kind of that last season. But at the very, very end, I really hated. Um, and so I also have a severe suspicion for prequels. I think, Something that Stephen King said one time, I think it captures it perfectly, is um, like a lot, like you can, I forget how he words it, but basically a lot happens in a prequel, but almost none of it is interesting. And I think that's pretty much universally true. If it was so interesting, if the prequel information was so interesting, then you would have made that first. But anyway, so uh, I'm glad that they canceled this. Um, I'm also kind of glad that they had to spend $30 million to figure it out. Uh, hopefully they won't, they won't, they won't, uh, the idea you mean they're like, we're done. Yeah. Yeah. I I hope that they're done. Um, I didn't want to see a game of Thrones prequel. I wanted to see a game of Thrones sequel, you know, if anything, you know, I'm, I'm happy leaving it dead. I mean, yeah, me too. Um, (laughs) me too. So that's just one thing that I was kind of, uh, morbidly, uh, morbidly delighted about um yeah, yeah 30 million then that's a, that's someone got someone got fired um so. you know <laughs> maybe right. maybe not You'll, you, you never know with these things but uh that's it for the news all right um well that oh i was gonna mention uh if you got anything for the signal boost coming up yeah i do um so uh something i want to shout out there i did watch uh this guy's channel on YouTube, a guy by the name of Thor High Heels. Um, He uh, talks about old video games for uh, for the most part. Um, And he has a thing, one of his more recent videos, it's like an hour and a half, two hours long. Um, But it's called Mysterious PS3 Games. And he goes through PS3 games and kind of talks about them and kind of what they mean, what, what they meant then, why they did some of the things then. He has a lot of good insight. I think he mentioned that he's a he's actually a, a, a game developer or a, a programmer of some kind. So he definitely knows what he's talking about in, in, a, in a lot of uh, cool ways. And uh, I recommend his channel in general, but I definitely enjoyed what I watched. I watched about half of the uh, Mysterious PS3 games video. So I recommend that. All right, cool. Um, also, uh, question: Did you get that package? I, I did. Sent get, you? I did get that package. Yeah, can you grab it? I can grab okay. it. All right. So, uh, what I did was um, dox your address this is one of the few, or my address. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah don't dox yourself. <laughs> uh, that'd be funny. Um, so, can I the, open it? This is one wait? of the few things I did buy for um, over, uh, you know, the holiday you know, buying spree. And I'm like, all right, well, something I hope you will uh, get some use out of. So go ahead. Without further ado, if I'm man enough to open this with my bare hands. Bite it. (laughs) All right. 
Ta-da. Oh, thanks, dude. This is perfect. <laughs> I need I new ones so. of these. Oh, so, dude, you're too kind. Nick and I, when we first, long time ago, we ended up buying uh, our headsets around the same time. And I I got these aftermarket uh, ear pads. And so he did the same thing because they're, they're more plush, more cush. But the problem is I noticed yours was getting a little ratty. Uh, what you the know, fuck the, are you trying to say, dude? <laughs> you, you, you've worn yours very well. <laughs> they're well worn. Well. Uh, uh. So unfortunately, mine have also started to, to tear up a little bit. So I went oh, ahead and yeah. got the got them some new ones. But these ones are uh, instead of being the it was it the fake leather. These are actually uh, like microfiber or something like that. They're not quite. Uh, they're supposed to be different from velour. Um, I have a velour ear cuffs for my PlayStation headset. Uh, but these ones, are, yeah, they're microfiber, supposed to be nice, soft, and th- therefore there won't be any more tearing of the the fake leather or the PU leather, I think it's called. So, yeah, these yeah, from that, uh, these are from Brainwaves, um, and uh, I mean they've they've held up, they've held up nicely um, uh, for me so far. So I guess uh, I guess I, maybe I can take these and put them on one of my other headsets because i have another headset that it has just with the cheap you know ones that come with it but dude thank you this is perfect this is something i'd never buy for myself perfect christmas gift dude thank you well no problem man uh yeah like i said mine's just starting to tear up as well especially because of my glasses so it's you know starting to rip up in the certain seams and uh yeah you can kind of see it so every now and then when i'm done with recording i'll take them off and i'll just see a red like red thing stick to my face i'm like god damn it i'm gonna have to you got to push through that, dude. I had that for like two years and finally I just wore it all the way. <laughs> but I, I, I do want to say like, I guess that may have come out wrong. I never would have bought this for myself, but I always wanted to buy it for myself. It was always just like, ah, ah. So that's exactly it's, what you want from a Christmas gift. I think that's yeah, exactly right. That's something my wife taught me. She's like, you know, she's like, you know, during the holidays, because it's always the she was like, what do you want? I'm like, I don't need anything. And she's like, it's not the fact that what you need, it's like, it's what you, you know, that she usually buys these gifts that I never knew I wanted until I get them. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's just like, she's really good about that. And here I am. They're like, oh crap. What do I do? Um, gift card. I'm such an ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm like, that's what I'm going to be doing this year. I'm going to be sending out gift cards. Cause I, I, I asked, I asked some people what they wanted. I've asked everybody close, to, close to me in my life. Uh, what they want and I have gotten like I don't know I don't know nothing so I'm just gonna be and I, now I'm just like I don't I have enough time to fiddle with all this shit I'm gonna just get gift cards for everybody yeah I actually got I got those same ear pads coming uh, for myself it just uh, they okay. arrived to you a little quicker than it is arriving to me so uh, yeah <laughs> uh, that's I mean it's I like I said I have the velour ones uh, for my PlayStation headset downstairs and that one's really nice just because, you know, it's you don't it's not as sweaty, I guess, is because the, the fake leather kind of sticks to you a little clammy. So these ones what from some of the reviews I said I saw, they said that the microfiber ones are actually uh, are a little cooler as well. So, um, yeah, and it's not as scratchy. So I'm like, all right, that's nice. Oh, uh, yeah, dude, this is a little different. I like it. It's going right. to it's going to work great. Well, that is it uh, today. Uh, once again, uh, December fourth, episode six of another dead pixel. 
uh, thank you for sticking around, and we do appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, uh, we will be able to uh, you know have some more exciting stuff coming up. Uh, as far as the uh, the holiday schedule goes, uh, everything should be running the same as usual. So we'll see you in another two weeks, and then we'll be doing uh, two weeks after that, which would be the thirty first of December. So we'll, we're going to be doing a, um, a yeah something right before the end of the year. So. Yeah, we'll, so we'll, we'll we'll have more in the works about that. Maybe maybe our, what we found to, to be, you know, I'm thinking maybe our personal best games of the year. Maybe not necessarily of they didn't have to come out of this year, but at least of the last twelve months. What did, what did you play? Yeah, uh, and you personally liked. I think that's I think that's, I think that's, that's good. I think we can, like Giant Bomb always says, it's a celebration of games. I think that's kind of what we should go for is a celebration of what we played. And then next year, I'm hoping next year we'll have played a lot more new stuff and we can uh, maybe organize it in a, in a different way. But for this year, for sure, at least uh, talk about a, uh, what, uh, what we enjoyed the most. Yeah, that sounds like fun. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for uh, staying with us. And you take care and take it easy. All right, guys. Have a good one. Bye.